After failing to get well and truly blended, Jack and Josh place all their bets on their old friend, Paul Blart Mulcop. Two? This is Truly Happy Madison. Um, Josh, hit that theme. Hello? 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 Oh, hello. Hello, Hello, old friend. Welcome back. Hello there. Hmm. How's it going? It's good, thank you. How are you? I'm quite alright. Hmm. Good. Why are we doing this? What? Nah, it's kidding. We just made everybody think they tuned into the wrong (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Truly happily Jeeves and Worcester. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a delightful turn that would be but alas no you're stuck with us i was no. actually i was trying to do like did you ever watch um uh when you were a kid do you ever see that um that family entertainment show uh polka dot shorts <laughs> polka dot shorts yeah that rings a bell polka dot polka dot polka dot shorts is this the one that was set in a scary house i mean all houses are scary when you're a kid, right? Mm, but this, right, there's a, there's specifically a show that I remember, and I've never been able to find out what the fuck it was called. But I think it was a game show. Oh, that's I, not this stuff. Oh, well, <laughs> listeners, just in case, in case show. you know what I'm talking about, it was a show, and it was set in like a scary house. And I remember one of the rounds was like you had to be on a spider's web, and it was all like glow in the dark. And that's all I remember. Sure, this just isn't nightmare. What's nightmare? No, it's not nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare's different. This was like it was it was like um fun house, but it's not fun house. No, polka dot shorts. I was trying to do an impression of the teddy bear character from polka dot shorts. Um but I'm not oh. sure. Uh have you given it a Google? Do you remember, does this show look familiar to you? Oh. Oh, that, oh it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I do. I don't think I do remember this. It was, I mean, yeah, I recently looked up and it is like quite, it looks very dirty, doesn't it? It does look dirty. It looks like, you know, in in a 90s film, if there's going to be like a snuff film, like this is the intro to it, you know? Do you think like Pokeroo was part of a snuff film? Yeah, like it, it looks like it looks like the sort of thing you're going to get on like True Detective, where they're all dancing around, and they, all you need to do is put it in black and white, and someone's going to get murdered on camera. You know, maybe that kind of vibe. I like that it's hard to Google polka dot shorts because it also comes up with actual <laughs> polka dot shorts. No, that's not ideal. It looks like a nightmare. Every episode, there would just be a random moment where they'd be like, open like a box while they're looking for something, and they'd pull out a pair of polka dot shorts by accident. It was very, very strange. Remember when you didn't need an idea to get a TV show made? It was just like, I mean, what if people live in wood and every so often they find some shorts? I'm sorry, Josh, have you not watched uh, Bob Hart's Abishola? <laughs> uh. 
What are these noises, Jack? <laughs> give 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 Bob Hart's Abisholuk a Google. Bob Hart's. Oh, I right. Okay, right. I spell. I thought you. Meant, <laughs> uh, I thought I didn't realize you meant like as in Bob loves Abishola. I thought you meant like his name is Bob Hart and it is his Abishola. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bob what's up with this? This is Paul Blart. <laughs> Bob Wheeler runs. Wait, Bob his... Hart, Paul Blart. I have not watched Bob Hart's Abishola because it looks fucking dire. Maybe you'll like it though. Maybe I will because you know what, Jack? You like fat men in situations. I like fat men with mustaches in, in situations. situations. Apologies, apologies. Come because, on. of course, each week your hosts, Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim, discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from current day to 1999. Oh, that's... No. What? We're going to start going back? <laughs> yeah, that, that's all we... Oh, my God. Can you, you imagine? can't do it. If we I did can't. it in reverse afterwards. Oh, my God. And we just keep doing it on a loop. <laughs> and each loop takes us about a year. But what do you think? Right. So we get to Hubie Halloween... Yeah. As yet, the the last one. Do we then... So we do the Hubie Halloween episode, and then do we do the Hubie Halloween episode again? No. Or do we go back? Because no. then that's unfair. That means they're getting half the number. No, because they'll get the number in a way. No, but we'll be doing... We'll be doing three... Three Paul Blart twos for every two Hubie Halloweens. Not when the latest one comes out. That's true, and then we do... <laughs> we do... But then, uh, we'll have like 15 Paul Blart episodes and 12 Hubie. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. But yes, that sounds like a good idea. Listeners, do you want us to, once we're done with all these films, to just do it again, but in reverse order? Is that what you'd like? And Send I think we text. should watch the films Send in us reverse. A oh, shit. Well, I'll come on to that later. Yeah, you will. Um, because, of course, we're talking about a film that you're indoctrinated into the cult <laughs> <Yes>. of. <laughs> Pub, lob, mob, cob, tob. I've never asked, is this like a joke of your own, or is this something from the cult? I think it's from the It's like, it's just all the memes. You just, you just turn it into a syllable, just a guttural sound, and it's pub, lob. <laughs> pub, okay. lob, pub, bob, pub, bob, mob, cob. Two. I mean, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean? You guess it is. It'd be more like Poblom, Poblom, yeah. <laughs> Pob Poblomcom. Poblomcom. Oh, that's my favorite. You know when Edgar Wright reinvigorated the Poblomcom. <laughs> Something like that, isn't it? <laughs> Like, yeah, but that's the that's the beautiful thing about this fandom, Jack. Poblom. Is you can say whatever is in your heart. And as long as it sounds sort of like Paul Blart Moor Cop 2, you're, you're part of the gang. Are you? <laughs> <sighs> this is going to be an interesting episode, I guess. <laughs> um, it's all fine. For listeners who haven't been able to crack the code, <laughs> we're talking about Paul Blart Moor Cop 2. <laughs> here we are, we're finally here, baby! Oh, I'm so happy. I'm very upset there's not a subtitle for this movie. Oh, um, well, like, Vegas... Vegas Heist. (laughs) Like, uh, Fast and Furious 5? Rio Heist. Rio Heist. 
No one says that anymore. Paul Blart Mortal Cop 2... The future? <laughs> Paul Blart Mortal Cop 2 versus loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, does anyone love you? Fuck, uh, I love it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. <laughs> um, Josh, do you have a plot synopsis <laughs> that, you, um, that you didn't write? Uh, I do. I have... There's two. There's two... You're gonna read I'm both. Go- um, I'm gonna read a bit of one because it just really made me laugh earlier. <laughs> just cause, and to be fair, it's only the first line, so I might just read that. Um, Paul Blart dies, and and is given another chance at life. I like that a lot. I don't that's, like that. That's a good reading of the that's film. Not, that's not what the film is. <laughs> it's a good reading of the film. Well, actually, it is, Jack. And let me tell you why. Because Cause... the cult has made up a version of this film where it is that. No, because there's the bit where he literally dies and then is reborn. Yeah, but that's not the plot of the In film. In the suitcase, isn't it? No, I know, I know exactly what moment you're talking about, Josh. <laughs> Do not worry. I did watch this motion picture last night. Yeah. Alright, I'll give you a real one. Uh, Six years after the heroic Black Friday rescue at New Jersey's West Orange Pavilion Mall in Poor Blart Mall Cop 2009, Poor Blart finds himself in dazzling Las Vegas with his daughter, Maya, to attend the Security Officers Trade Association convention. However, instead of resting and having fun, the overprotective father unearths a well-planned conspiracy as the suave art collector and steely criminal Vincent Safel and his skilled gang of robbers intend to steal a rare art collection. Now it's up to the selfless protector Paul and his equally experienced team of security guards to save the day. Will the mall cop carry through the most difficult mission? In his entire career. Written by Nick Reganus. I quite like that. I probably should use the full name. <laughs> no, that's by... fine. Nick Reganus. Nick Reganus, it's fine. He's Nick out there. Nick Reganus. Now. Thank um, you, Nick. I'm just going to say right now, I don't enjoy how much the the cult has infiltrated the IMDb page. <laughs> what do you mean? What else have you found? Well, look on the fun. trivia page. There's, <laughs> there's trivia for this film. Oh, about the Shadow is, Man. Is dubious at best. <laughs> the Shadow Man! Yeah, the Shadow Man is in the is in the trivia. Um There's another one as well. Oh, is it the thing that I did? Um wait, so there's a lot of references to the Till Death Do Us Blart podcast on yeah, uh yeah. Are you talking about the dark side, the blot side of the mall? Yeah, blot side no, that, of the mall. No, that wasn't what I was referencing. Oh. Um, where's the other one that I... <laughs> um, have you found in an In an yeah. earlier cut of the movie, it was, made exp- <laughs> it was made explicit that Paul Blart was an indestructible man tormented by his inability to die as he lost everyone he ever cared about. <laughs> it was cut for time and can only be seen in bits and pieces throughout the film. So here's what I don't uh, like about this. And I you know what, like I'm I'm sorry to poop on, on some fun. Yeah. Sorry to poop on some fun. But I'm just like 
this is a very niche joke and it's not a joke that everyone can get involved on and it feels a bit ex- exclusionist you know because yeah. not everyone gets it and so I'm reading these and I don't find them very funny because I've never listened to this podcast and mm. I hate things that other people find funny that I don't I see um, because I'm miserable because you haven't invested six years, I think it is, six years at this point. I think I just hate podcast. things that other people like. Yes, you are a contrarian. Yes. And um, I hate things that other people like, especially if they like discovered it before me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I don't, don't like that. So, um, um, so like I'm... my friend who probably doesn't listen to the podcast. But, uh, I so... listen. that makes one of us Um, yeah new Tyler the Creator album came out and I was chatting about it today being like it's a good album he said haven't listened to it didn't listen to the last album that I said was the best album of 2019 didn't even listen to the previous album that's the best album of whatever that year was 2017 or whenever Flower Boy was I haven't listened to any of this oh but I was like, why don't you listen? Why haven't you listened to these albums? He was like, I don't know. You like their old stuff. Which I was like, oh. You know, just because I like it doesn't mean it's bad. And that goes for all of you out there listeners. Just because you like something doesn't mean it's bad unless that's the reason you like it. And if that is true, then I can understand why people don't take your recommendations anymore because it then becomes increasingly difficult to tell whether this is a genuine recommendation or a bad time recommendation, such as if I tell people to watch Paul Blart Moore Cop 2, which came out when, Jack? Well, shall shall I just go through the stats? Oh, that'd be wonderful. Well, so this is directed by Andy Fickman. (gasps) We stand a legend, a god among men. So I am, um, uh, uh, Andy Fickman's a, a newcomer to the Happy Madison world. This is his one and done for Happy Madison. How can you improve? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have words, aren't we? No, 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 no. This is, this is your life. Um, you live it how you want to live it, buddy. Ending one minute at a time. Um, he, uh, he's got an interesting career. Mm. Um, he, he debuted with a teen sex comedy, Who's Your Daddy? In 2002. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, and it's gone on to do a sort of melange of different motion pictures. Yes. Um, so he does She's the Man, which is enjoyable. It's a nice Amanda Bynes comedy. Yeah. With Vinnie Jones. Fuck. How did I watch that? <laughs> Uh, he then does the game plan, which is, you know, what if The Rock had a had a daughter? Oh, that's good. Is that coming out around the same time as what if Vin Diesel was the babysitter? It's about two years later. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> okay. Um, he also does the, uh, after the success of the game plan, he reteams with The Rock for Disney and does uh, Race to Witch Mountain, the mm. reboot of the Witch Mountain franchise. Wait, Witch Mountain? Which mountain? Which, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which mountain? Uh, the, the which mountain? Yeah, but which mountain? He's on first base. What? <laughs> uh, he then goes on to do uh, you again. You again. <laughs> you 
<laughs> Which is like, what if um, uh, Kristen Bell and Odette Eustman hated each other? And what if their mums hated each other as well? What is this film? <laughs> what does that mean? What if people hate each other and what if... What if generational hatred occurred? <laughs> what is this? So, Kristen Bell was bullied by Odette Eustman at school. Mm. And now I think Odette Eustman is, like, marrying her brother. Um, Wait, she's... Ma- oh, so, like, in, um, that's my boy. <laughs> no, Odette, Odette Eustman isn't marrying her own brother. Odette Eustman oh. is marrying Kristen Bell's brother. Oh, I see. And Jamie Lee Curtis is, is Kristen Bell's mum, and she's like, it's fine, don't worry about it, you'll put aside the hatchet. And Odette Eustman's mother or aunt or someone turns up, and it's Sigourney Weaver, and it turns out that she used to pick on Jamie Lee Curtis. So it is just generational hate, and Betty White is there like, oh! <laughs> it sounds really good. Um, it wasn't it was- a big hit, and was- <laughs> critics or audiences... Um, he then goes on to do a film I talked about last week called Parental Guidance with oh. Billy Crystal, oh. um, which is a very bad film, uh, which is actually, what if old people had to look after children? Oh, I love that. That's very good. <laughs> um, all the difficulties that would happen there. And mm. then, of course, he does Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Yeah. Um, but I also want to say that I know him best... Lately, as the director of uh, Heather's The Musical, the West End Ooh. and Off-Broadway sensation. That's exciting. That's I good. also f- thought he was someone else um, <laughs> at one point. Because yeah. oh, yes, he also directed for TV Reefer Madness, the musical, which is good fun. Right. Um, uh, which is, uh, I think, one of the same writers as Heather's. Um... Uh, I kept thinking he was uh, Andrew Fleming, but it's not the same guy. Andrew Fleming. Yeah. Who's that? Andrew Fleming directed The Craft. Oh. And Dick. Do you ever see Dick? No. (laughs) What's that? Dick is really good. Dick is uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams as two teenage girls in uh, 1970s Washington who essentially through they're sort of like clueless style teenagers and through a series of misadventures they end up being deep throat oh (laughs) do you not like that no that sounds incredible it is really good it's like why haven't i watched this it's really funny and it's got like one of these wild casts it's like chris and dunst and uh michelle williams to begin with and you've got dan hedaya as Nixon. Mm. You've got Bruce McCullough and uh, Will Ferrell as Bernstein and Woodward. What? <laughs> uh, Harry Shearer's in it. Dave Foley's in it. Um, it is... A, oh, it's Jesus got Christ. like a very like early appearance for Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is Chip. <laughs> he is Chip. He's Holderman's son. Oh, oh he's this not, looks though. extremely good. He's really good. I've- have our favourite boys covered it yet? Yeah, they have covered it. That's um, one of their early covers. I'm going to have to um, watch it and listen. I, I rewatched Dick earlier this year, and it is... Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say. I love Dick. That's a different show, though, Jack. That is a different show. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the best ideas for a movie I think I've ever seen. That's extremely good. <laughs> like, 
when when Andrew Fleming and Cheryl Longan sat down and wrote this script, they weren't fucking around. No, they knew what they were doing. They were like, we've got the best idea for a movie. It feels like they kind of watched Forrest Gump and went, this is shit. We could take something with this idea. I mean, it's more likely that they watched All the President's Men and were like... And Forrest Gump. We can do this better. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dan Bidea should have been Oscar nominated in 1999 for his portrayal of Richard Nixon. (laughs) Mm. Um, more stats so yes going off a film that has nothing to do with this film um, <laughs> this one stars Kevin James <laughs> Rennie Rodriguez <laughs> Neil McDonough <laughs> David Henry <Yeah>. from <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place <laughs> and Daniela Alonso <laughs> this came out so this is interesting at least to me this came out um, nearly a year after our last movie. This might wow. be like the longest time between Happy Madison films. Because oh, blended. This it blended came out in May of 2014. Mm. This came out uh, 17th of April 2015. Wow. Well, you know, it must have taken a while to perfect. It took six years. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, they had to have all hands on deck for this beautiful boy it's interesting that post like that's my boy and here comes the boom failure year Mm. then it's usually we get a few um happy madison movies in a year 2013 and 2014 you just had one one a year each 2013 you had grown-ups two blended Mm. was 20 solo effort for 2014 but Mm. we do have four uh four movies oh 2015 yeah Okay, this is going to be good. Is it? A... <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is actually at this point the uh, the Netflix deal has happened. Oh, has it? Is yeah. this one of the last ones pre Netflix distribution? Twenty fifteen is when the, ne- the first Netflix film is released. I feel like I we were working together when that announcement came through we weren't working together when the announcement because i remember where i remember where i you was remember where you were the day that that announcement came out because mm. i was uh i was working at sky and uh mm. i was in a training session <laughs> and you got the push and, notification and we're like fuck well no someone was talking to us about um about like uh like what sky cinema is doing I and they were opened the floor to like questions, and I was like, "Hey, today they announced that Adam Sandler has a five picture deal at Netflix. Is Sky Cinema going to do anything similar?" <laughs> and they were like, "Maybe we're going to get Kevin James." <laughs> they were like, "We don't know about this Adam Sandler deal." <laughs> oh, because <laughs> it just happened that day. I feel like they got Batista for at least one picture. Sky. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they've they have their own Sky Cinema releasing thing now. Yes, you, I believe yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Um, Is it called like uh, Final Whistle or something? It's called Final Score. It's a film Final I actually score. worked on a bit. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, not on the actual film, but I worked on the uh, um, promos. Promos. Um, Good yeah. promos. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's Die Hard in a football yeah uh, match like. with. Uh, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan as the sort of MacGuffin. Mm. <laughs> he's not the baddie, he's the MacGuffin. Is he not? I think I think Ray Stevenson's the baddie. 
I love Ray Stevenson. He's so good and underused. <laughs> Just speaking of someone who reminds me of Ray Stevenson, I um I watched an episode of Law and Order the other day with Ian McShane in it. I love Ian McShane. And I've never seen someone like overact so much. He's playing like a Harvey Weinstein type. Oh. And um it's it's a lot. That sounds good. I mean, like every episode of Law and Order. Truly happy Give it a Law watch. and Order. Oh my god, can you imagine? No, because I've never seen an episode of Law and Order. Josh, have I ever told you, like, I'm kind of obsessed with SVU? Are you? Yeah. Is that iced tea? Yeah. Mmm. It's good, it's good, I recommend... Is that Dick Wolf? Is that the same thing? Yes. Just to spin off one last time. Yeah. One of my favourite 30 Rock jokes, as there are so many, is when Kenneth is working in standards and practices for NBC, and he just, uh, you just hear him say, you can't say Dick Wolf on TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's very good. It is good. It's a good show. I know you hate sitcoms, but it's a good show. I don't. Most of the time, um, it's no Bob Hart's Abishola. No, um, so yeah, so this was a year post blended, yeah, but made on a similar budget, which is still quite eighty million. It was made no because blended oh, was made million. on a budget of forty. This was made for a forty million budget as well. Oh wow, looks cheaper than blended, but sure. Do you think? Yes. <laughs> oh. Um, at the domestic box office, this made a, a hearty 71 million. Fuck yeah. Um, blarty. Extra, a blarty 71 A blarty million. 71 million with an extra 36.5 million internationally. Yeah. Um, this makes a, like $80 million less than the first one. Much lower budget though, right? Or was Paul, was Pop no. 1 around the same? Pablo One was a much. Pablo One had a much lower budget. Oh shit! Pablo One was made for twenty six million. Oh god! So then they up the budget, and <laughs> it, I mean it's very weird to do that six years after as well. So. <laughs> Everyone was crying out for more from Pob. Yeah, it opened at number two behind Furious Seven in its third week. Fuck yeah! Ahead of Unfriended in its opening week. Mm. Unfriended is a very good movie. Still sad it's not called Unfriended. <laughs> or Scap. Scap. What? Scap. Scap. Because it's oh, on that's Skype. Good. Yeah, because it's on Skype. That's good. <laughs> Scap. That's very good. <laughs> or like Skype, but instead of script, like Skype, but R.I.P. I feel like that's, I'm not going to lie, I feel like that's going like one too far. No. <laughs> Script. <laughs> um, uh, it's also ahead of Home in its fourth week. Do you remember Home? Is that an alien film? Yeah, but like DreamWorks alien movie. Mm, DreamWorks yes, yes, animated yes, yes, yes. alien movie starring, uh, starring your boy Jim Parsons. Love Jim Parsons. And Rihanna? <laughs> I fucking hate DreamWorks animation so much. <laughs> but you love Shrek. I do love Shrek. How do you feel about How to Train Your Dragon? Oh, yeah, no, that's quite fun. I don't know what I'm talking about. How do you feel about, about Maybe... Ants? Um, regrettable. How do, you f- how do you feel about the movie? Oh, yeah, love that. 
Uh, How do you feel about Jerry Seinfeld's upcoming Pop-Tarts movie? That's not real. That's real? Yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) This man's mind is clearly degraded. There's not a Pop-Tarts movie. It's based on, like, a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up. It's called Unfrosted. I love the idea of this film. I like that Seinfeld's tweet about that is, uh, yes, it's from the same lunatic writing team that gave you the uncomfortable hit (laughs) B-movie. Okay, yeah. In, 100% in. Yes, it's going to be amazing. The story of how the Pop-Tart was invented is told like the right stuff. Few parts we did not make up. And he works clean. He always works clean. He always works Um, clean. I'm interested. (laughs) I'm in. I'm fucking in now. <laughs> and then in fifth place, the longest <laughs> ride at number two. What's that? The longest ride is one of those. Um, do you remember Nick Sparks? Uh oh, yeah. Like sexy, sad, sexy stories. teens, but one of them's dying. I don't right? know if I'd say they're like teens. They're probably like young adults, like twenties. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, young yeah. adults wasn't the right phrase. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sexy young twenty-year-olds. It's like because yeah, like the only one I've seen of these is the lucky one, and I'm pretty sure like they're in their twenties mm. with Zac Efron and Taylor Schilling. Yes, yes, yes and yes. like uh, the Notebook. That's the big one. Yeah, not teens. <laughs> I think it? this one Fault starred. Is that another one? That's not Nick Sparks. Is it not? No, that's. Oh. But I, I feel like I know why you'd think it is, but that was. That was a guy who was popular for, what was his name, like, Adam Green? Yes, Adam Green. And they were like, we're going to make all his books into movies, and they did The Fault in the Stars, which... Looking for Alaska? Well, they did, they'd made a TV, they were going to do a movie of that, Mm. and then Paper Towns did so poorly Mm. that they just, like, cancelled all the movies they were going to make of his books. Good plan. Um, Fault in the Stars was okay. I saw it seven years ago today. Wow. That's nice. <laughs> That's what uh, Facebook told me today. <laughs> this has a Rotten Tomato score of 5%. Fucking travesty. And other comedies that came out in 2015. There's Vacation. The reboot of the Vacation franchise. Mm. Sisters. The mm. reboot of the Sisters franchise. The Wedding mm. Ringer, the reboot of the Wedding Singer franchise. Spy, the reboot of the Spy franchise. Mm. And American Ultra. The reboot of? No, that was original. Oh, nice. For the people who aren't uh, with it, only one of those was a reboot. But which one? It was Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And Trixie Devil. Yeah, um, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Uh, Josh, it's it's not a good movie. Fuck off! It's not. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know I anything. Do. I've seen this film one, two, three, four, five, six times! Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know what I noticed while I was looking through? It's quite interesting that I always watch it around the 20th of the month. I don't know why that is. You hadn't watched it for a good few years, though. Three years. Three years. Three years. Year. And, uh, but before that, you were watching it, like, yearly. Yeah. What What caused the, the pause? Um, 
I don't actually know what caused the po- Oh, no, I know what it was. Um, yes. <laughs> I think it's come up before that... Um, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's come up before... Um, I think it's come up before. Are you trying to think of like the most diplomatic way to say it? Yes, the, a, um, a, a relationship, form of, a former flame, a former relation, a relationship that I was formerly in. The other person did not like it when I would inflict terrible films on them, um, despite that being my favorite thing to do. So yeah, I think you can almost, to the moment, pinpoint when I moved in with them <laughs> because like my letterboxed constitution almost completely changes. Um I'm gonna say I didn't like having this film inflicted upon myself. What are you talking about? Like I don't understand how we can watch the same film. I mean well, as as you pointed out to me, I think, Jack, my rating of the film has completely changed. Your first rating of this film is the same as my first rating of this film. Your first rating was 1.5 out of 5 stars. (laughs) I also gave this film a 1.5 out of 5 stars. Half a star lower than I gave Paul Blart's Uno. Well, do you know what that means, Jack? That just means that you have six years until you reach my galaxy brain level. I I can't imagine I will watch this film again. (laughs) Yes, you will. Ask not for whom the Paul blarts. He blarts for two. I will say this. Yeah. There are things in the movie that are fun. (laughs) Yes. But they come far too late. What are you talking about? <laughs> this film is so funny. I don't know if you've seen my letter, but like my latest Adam Sandler laughter. No, I saw. I saw. Yeah, man. We've got a new winner. We got a new winner. It blows the house bunny out of the water by four laughs. But I will get onto that later. But yeah, what parts aren't you laughing at? I mean, all of it. But like, what? I had um, I had a um, I had a sort of rueful smile at one one point Ooh, what, that what, was it what happened? that's 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 the extent of my laughter throughout this film uh. um which is the bit where he he punches the old lady <laughs> and i just i liked her saying oh it takes the focus off my arthritis <laughs> do you want turn down service no i didn't like that bit i just liked <laughs> i just liked her saying it takes the focus off my arthritis it's good is that the um, only time you nearly laughed? Yeah. Fuck! I did have other moments that like, I enjoyed, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. But again, this film is so negative and so barren for the first like hour oh, that, um, that by the time you get to anything that is relatively fun, you've been so beaten down by the film. <laughs> That you're just like, I'm not in the mood to be entertained anymore. I'm just sort of a bit miserable. Mm, I mean, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Because I think... I mean, but this is the thing. That I think... Yeah, we're going to go into it at some point. But, like, the the other podcast, the, the, the elephant in the room of podcasting is um, Till Death Do Us Blood. It's a podcast where they watch... Paul Blart every year. They watch Paul Blart every year around Paul Blart 2. Paul Blart 2, yes. Paul Blart 2. 
comes from the McElroy brothers, uh, Justin, Travis and Griffin, as well as Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery. A lot of fine, like Tim Bat and Guy Montgomery of the Worst Idea of All Time podcast that was name-checked on the Grown Ups 2 episode because they watched that every week for a year. Um, they've been running that podcast since 2015. I believe I watched this film for the first time to prepare for that launching podcast. And I've been listening to a, to that podcast annually. I mean, it's probably why all my views of this film are around Thanksgiving. Um, apart from sometimes I need to watch it twice in a year, apparently. But um, I know you had it on at one of your birthday parties, but you didn't have it playing with its actual sound. No, because I was doing what they'd done that year for the podcast, which is they paired Paul Blackmore Cop 2 with Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Which I'm sure, like, <laughs> with the knowledge of said podcast, I'm sure it's enjoyable, but I don't think that you can account what is in the film to its enjoyability. I think you would account that to what the podcast has turned the film into. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. So, yeah, I'm laughing consistently through this film and this is something that hit me about 10 minutes in is like i don't know what i'm laughing at anymore are the jokes funny or is it six jokes are not funny josh (laughs) well you say that but yeah i know that's true i know the jokes aren't funny but also some of it is some of it is i mm, some of it is funny and some of it is metatextually funny the funniest part of the movie mm. that I think would play funny by itself mm. is the bird scene. The bird scene's great. Yeah. The bird scene is is nice insanity. The bird scene, however, <laughs> contributes nothing to the movie in itself. <laughs> it does intro is... the Shadow Man. I'm not. We're not on the <laughs> because we're not going to steal another podcast. Joke. No, I'm not. I'm. We're not going to. We're not. If you want to listen, yeah. If you want to, yeah, but we're not going to get into like full story of what the Shadow Man is. I'm not yes, yes, yes. If you want the full mythos of the Shadow Man, go and listen to Till Death Do Us Blast. Yes, but like, yeah, that scene is is like weird and strange, and I think if I'd like watched it by itself, mm. I would laugh at that scene. Like a nice little sketch. <laughs> Yes, because it's almost Lynchian in how bizarre it sort of is. Very true, yes, yes, true. But you're an hour into this movie, and this movie... So the movie begins with... They they have to, like, break down Blart after his success of the end of the last movie. Of course, because otherwise he's got nowhere to go. I I would argue that's not true. (laughs) I would argue that that is the more interesting place to go in seeing a man sort of struggle after he's hit the top, instead of doing an opening in which you just sitcom reset him back to one by having his wife leave him after six days into their marriage for no actual reason other than we can assume the lack of chemistry between him and Jamie Mays in the first movie. Yeah, but Um, I mean, it's that. And I think it... I will say, I think that is a very naturalistic choice. 
to have her leave him after six days. No. Yes, <laughs> no, yes, I do. No, because no. the only reason they were together is because they went through a sort of traumatic event and Paul Blart was like a hero. So it's kind of like how Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves get together at the end of Speed. It's not going to last. They're going to bang I, yeah, for a bit. They're not going to But six days is not naturalistic, Josh. Yes, it is. No, and they didn't get married like the day after the um the you know the heist or whatever I the thing know, was in the first Catholic. one. I don't think six days is naturalistic. I think it's you know it's a very cheap joke to again break down blah, <laughs> as well as having his mum hit by a milk <laughs> truck and killed instantly, and it's this you know this yeah. is the opening of the movie and like. Yeah, I guess you can you like that that you could find it funny except I don't think the movie is in such a strange to open the movie like that. Mm-hmm. It's just not a nice introduction into this world. <laughs> like it really just sort of puts you into a bit of a foul mood. And that's like exactly what it did to me. Oh really? Um <sighs> And then there's like the little kid that the mum wants to hug Paul Blart, <laughs> and he won't do it. And he slaps him, and uh, and I was just like, "What is this?" Um, yeah. And then you just like, yeah. My note is at one point like Paul Blart is the saddest character committed to film. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. So it's something I noticed while watching Paul Blart's Mall Cop Two. Is that I had no real interest in carrying on the story of Paul Blart mm. after the first mm. film. Less interest in seeing this story continue than the story of Lenny Fader. Um, really? Yes. Well, I get right, yeah. Lenny Fader, uh, Grown Ups 1. I would not want to watch another film based on him. However, I'm really glad that they came back with Lenny Fader, Grown Ups 2. Well, of course, because it's the best comedy ever made. It's the best comedy ever made. Well, it's up there. Um, it's better than this. It, uh, <laughs> no. It is, it is better than this. I think, yes, actually, no, I will say, I think Grown Ups 2 is better than this. <laughs> but because of my rich attachment to this film, this one is better. For <laughs> um, yes. But, you know, it's... Yeah, I, uh, I I, I'm going to say, I feel like Paul... I mean, apart from one thing he does about three quarters of the way through the film. Or not even three quarters, halfway. I think he's way more likeable than he is in the first film. No way! <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I think he's fucking detestable in this movie. Oh, no. Why? Um, why? Because, like... He's just so sad and <laughs> dull, and like, like he wants to commit his daughter to like a sad life that he's living. He's like, having a bad time. Like, well, that's it. Like, but this is the thing. Like, Paul Blart wasn't having a great time in the first movie, but he was making the most of it. He's making you know, the most of this one. He's he is living not. A hot girl he is summer not, in Las Vegas. He is having. He is not a happy man. He's not a well man, Josh. <laughs> or any of us? How dare you? Do you know that old joke? Um, a guy no. goes into it. A guy goes. <laughs> is it an old it. joke from Paul Blart and Mock Up too? Because I wouldn't a, have laughed. It's an old joke. Guy goes into security convention. He says. 
help me. My security, it is so bad, I don't know what to do. The man at the convention says, Ah, I know what you need. You need to go to the Las Vegas security convention. There's a man there, Paul Blart. He's the best security cop. He's so happy and wonderful. And the man who went into the convention starts crying and he says, But sir, I am Paul Blart Moore Cop. Mm. Pagliacci. <laughs> do you know that joke? <laughs> I do know that joke. <laughs> I think that sums up this film. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, Josh. I, because uh... this is the thing. Like there is, so I'm not a huge fan of the first film, but there is a certain level of like Kevin James is likable enough in it. He is not likable here. I think he's really, really successful. He does, he does, the things he does with his daughter are really horrid. Yes. Like the way he treats his daughter is really horrible. Yes. Um, he's sort of like, he's so close to like something. His, his speech, his, uh, his keynote speech. Help which someone is, today. Yeah, that I find really sort of like hard to watch. Really? Um, I, I must, yeah, I just didn't enjoy it, Josh. There's the scene I assume you're talking about a few quarters, like half the way through the film, is the scene where he basically chastises Jackie Sandler for not taking on a drunk man's advances. Yes, that one, yes. That's yeah, that's extremely a, that's, terrible. That's a horrible scene. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's lots of those in this movie. Do you think? Yeah, that's how I. That's what I'm talking about. Like that. That scene is essentially how I feel for the first like hour of this movie. Um. Nope. Uh. I. Well, I guess maybe it's because that scene is just so heinously misjudged and horrible. So, for context. Listeners, Jackie Sandler is at a bar, and Nick Totoro, John John Totoro's brother, is there, and he's drunk, and he's trying to chat her up, and she's pushing him away because he's she's drunk. saying no. Yeah, she's saying no, <laughs> and then Paul Blart sees them and goes, "Officer in need of assistance," goes and backs up Nick Totoro, saying, "I think he just noticed that you were lonely, and you should give him a bit more credit," which is just like abhorrent. And then the worst thing is that they make her character say, oh, I guess you've got a point. I guess I was just being a bit standoffish. Yeah. Awful. And then Nick Turturro passes out and he's yeah. like, haha, he was more drunk than I thought. Yeah, which is, yeah, detestable. Oh, it's, Absolutely it's bad. Awful. It's bad. And yeah, I'll translate that. That is how I feel. This this movie is like a lot of Blart just sort of doing that. I think you, you, you are not giving enough, like credit to how bad a dad he is in this movie yeah that's true <laughs> i mean yeah he is he is a terrible father he is an absolutely terrible father the entire way through um he's also smug uh, like about like that i i don't like his whole sort of like thinking he's giving the keynote speech thing that is we insane all, we all know that he's not going to give it yeah because that's not how conferences work it's not how comedies work <laughs> It could be in a better world. Yeah, I don't like. I there is just nothing that I enjoy. It's uh, not. It's not until 
he is asked to give the keynote speech and then goes out and is attacked by the bird. <laughs> and listeners moment. listeners may think, like, oh, what is Jack talking about? This attack by a bird scene. It, there's no there's no explanation for it. It is just a moment that happens in the movie. He is attacked by a bird while a man plays the piano. And uh, <laughs> in the Garden and, of Contemplation or whatever it's called. The Serenity and, Garden. And that is it. Like that is that scene in that movie. It doesn't. It's not a reference to anything else that happens in the movie. Nor does it come back. It does come back. Does it? Yeah. When? When he locks uh, the guy from Oh yeah, here comes the boom out there. Baz Rutan. Yeah, Baz Rutan. Okay. Didn't Very... you like? Don't you like how um, Kevin James has his own little no. Alan Covert? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Dante and all that. He's got. I, uh, wait, I've got this. Who are they? Gary Valentine. Um, Gary Valentine makes me feel sick. In <laughs> what? <laughs> his Why? entire his beautiful look, hair. His entire look just is like vomit-inducing. <laughs> it's so good with like the hair and like the carpal tunnel wrist support yeah. thing. It's just amazing. It's so well observed. Um. The guy what? from observed from what I don't know observed report from what I imagine more cops are like uh, the extra guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and here comes oh, the boom uh, plays Charlie's landlord in that oh no, yeah I, I know I know He's... I was explaining for the listener oh okay <laughs> uh, that guy and also Baz Rutan from Here Comes the Boom he's got his three best boys and they're all around him has Nick Turo not been in another James movie was he not in Zookeeper. I feel like, oh, was he? Was he a voice? He might have been a voice in Zookeeper. He's definitely been in Sandler's before, but I don't know about Kate. According, Nick Turturro's filmography on um, Wikipedia cuts off at 2000. Oh, no. Oh, it's he's got a really weird filmography on, on Wikipedia because it cuts off at 2001. And then... It has a television and film separate like one, but what? it's got two filmographies: one that I assumed was for film, and one that I was assumed was for television. But it's <laughs> and the, not. the film one is just like partial film, right? And then there's a television and film one, which is just everything. Okay, that's extremely disturbing. That's <laughs> really weird. Um, Nick Turturro was in Zookeeper. Yeah, as Manny. Seen his... Which one's Manny? Manny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. No. And he was in Here Comes He's the in Boom. Here Comes the Boom, but yeah, a tiny bit part compared to what he is in this. But but yeah, but I, again, that's you know he is he's in the uh, he's in the verse. Oh, and he's in yeah. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry as well, which is you know a uh, is a KJ Sandler yeah. yeah, and uh, the only the only likes he's not in Kevin James isn't in the Longest Yard, but Nick Turturro is in that yeah. one. Um, yeah, he's got he's got his little crew, and like uh, a lot of these um, Happy Madison movies, he's he's recruited as well from Disney Channel with Rainy Rodriguez and David Henry. Lane, um, I thought there was going to be a twist with Lane, and there isn't. Um, I know what the insider. 
Yeah, so so actually, that's something we should talk about. Well, so was were we saying anything else before we got to this? Um, no, I mean, I was going to say one thing, which is uh, uh, you said it. something about Gary Valentine, and I just interrupted you by saying he made me feel sick. <laughs> I was just talking about KJ's cabal of yeah, the fake yeah, the fake covert, the fake Lofren, the fake mm-hmm. Dante, but also I think it's interesting that we talked about the scene in the Garden of Serenity. And um, don't you think that's interesting, Jack? It's been a while. I I, I, I know what you're talking about. It it has been a while since an angry animal attack. It's an angry animal attack, Jack! It's actually not been that long. Was there one in Blended? No. Um, There's one in Grown Ups Oh, yeah, yeah, Grown grown Ups (laughs) 2. Of course, the stag. Or the buck. You could argue that the rhino is going to injure... Drew Barrymore yeah, it's not, it doesn't it it's doesn't get aggy it doesn't get aggy and the way we, I can't believe we didn't talk on Blended about the baboons band the, oh <laughs> <laughs> forgot about them yeah that's good yeah well they play Kale. Careless Whisper yeah mm. good stuff uh no I don't think I really had anything else on Gary Valentine to say oh, okay I just like his hair so what? So yeah, at one point in the twice in the film, they mention uh, the the baddies mention that uh, they have an insider at the hotel. Yes. So you expect we're going to meet this insider at some point? You do. Do we? Yeah. See, this is the problem, Jack. Is again because I've seen this film six times, and I've listened to a podcast about it for five years. Who's the insider? The insider is, um, it, it's just a random guy. Like, that's the thing. They don't follow up on it. Um, the, yeah, the problem with all this is... Who like, is it? It's a guy. I don't know. When who do it. we meet him? There's a bit, right. The bit where... If you don't know who he is, Josh, we've watched this film. If you've it's watched not an actor. I'm go- no, I don't know who he is in terms of... I don't know the oh. actor's name. I thought you meant you don't know who like the insider is. And no. I'm just like, then you don't know who the insider is. I don't know insider. who the actor is, but I know the moment. Because this is a question that has come... Like, this is the problem with me talking about this film, is I have the prior knowledge from the... Podcast, oh, no, that's fine. I'd I'd love to know the answer. So they asked that question in like the first year, as a lot of us did when we first watched this film, of being like, "Who the fuck is the insider?" And they reckon, and I reckon off the back of that, it's the bit where Maya is in the party that Lane throws in the random suite because he gets to know when the high rollers check out early. So Maya goes yes. up and goes to a party with him. There's a point where she has to. She's on the phone with Pob. And she leaves the main party room because it's too loud. And she accidentally wanders in to the yeah, baddies' so this lair. this is fucking insane. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's the yeah. stupidest plot development I Like, ever. the geography of that is like, <laughs> what is going it's on? It's maddening. But, very quickly, when Maya first gets in there, they are holding a gun to someone. Yes. That's the insider. This film is terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Because you know what? They spend, like, two scenes setting up <laughs> that there's an insider. They send a throwaway line on the villain having an oatmeal... <laughs> it's so good! It's so uh, good! Oatmeal allergy 
that he's definitely allergic to oatmeal. It, also, oh, I love it. Does that imply? So he's definitely allergic to oatmeal, and later to um, stop him from killing people, uh, Maya rubs uh, face cream on him. That yeah, <laughs> delightfully shown for an insert shot. <laughs> oatmeal-based oatmeal concealer. Um, does she kill him? Uh, um, it's unclear. I mean, people say he I'm says, deathly allergic he to He says he's deathly allergic. He? I, I say I'm deathly allergic to onion and garlic, but what it really means is I get quite farty. I'm allergic to duck eggs. I've never said I'm deathly allergic. allergic I get more than eggs. farty. Dude, what I happened? I shit and vomit all over <laughs> the place. I probably am deathly allergic. Yeah, to you probably eggs. are if you shit and vomit all over. If you just have a little bit of a duck. This uh, also egg. like like if like just having oatmeal touch his face is enough to make him scream in agony and turn into a boil man. I love that. I yeah, he, that was one he of my is pro- he, She kids, probably uh, murders him. Yeah, probably. But like that's the, that's fucks up. It's fine. She gets to go to UCLA, but he's a bad art theft man. You know. One of my notes is that I would rather this film follow the art thieves than, than Paul Blart. Yeah. It's, it's a good theft. <laughs> it's a good scatter, uh, heist. But it's also not, because it's really fucking boring to watch. They keep cutting back to it, and it's so boring. <laughs> d- yeah. Like, as much as I didn't enjoy the parkour villains of the first film... <laughs> What about the tech it's, villains of this least, one who are stealing was, art yeah, with USB like, sticks? Like it is like, like the thing is though like Neil McDonough, sexy Neil McDonough. Please sexy. use his full title. Neil McDonough, um, scary Neil McDonough. No, uh, crazy <laughs> Neil McDonough. <laughs> what if I would honestly say I think both movies would be better if you swapped the main villains? Oh fuck. That's a really good because point. Crazy Neil McDonough yeah. <laughs> would have been really fun in that small setting. Yes. One of my just favourite moments in this film is his like phone exchange with Blart the first time they call. Because it feels like it's playing into that diehard thing that the first film was playing into. Where it's like, you know, Alan Rickman on the phone with Bruce Willis calling him a cowboy, cowboy. and stuff like that. But, like, Blart's just fucks it up straight away. <laughs> you don't like, know who that's... you're messing with. I don't need to. You just told me. Yeah, like, that's that's good. Like, <laughs> yes. that that should have been in the first movie that was a diehard parody. Yeah. While this one isn't really, kind of. No. Uh, yeah, this... I'm not sure what the sort of, like, plot structure of this movie is. It's all boy over goes the on place. a holiday, but there's also a heist. It's not that, though. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more than that. Like, it does feel like it drops off and picks up stuff, like, quite a lot in this movie. Mm. The art heist is kind of, like, happening in the background for the first hour, and then the last half hour, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> I was also waiting a long time. You mentioned in that plot synopsis... They're like Blart and his team take them down. It takes a long time for that team to become part of it. Blart does a lot of stuff by himself in this movie. He does, and... but he meets them all over the time, you know? No, but I mean, like, no, he doesn't meet them. He meets them all earlier. I'm yeah. talking about when Blart is trying to rescue Maya. Oh, yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of him by himself, and I was just kind of like, 
man, bring in some of the team. Give him someone to work off of. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, this is dull. Except, where he... except I like Myrtle. Of course you like Myrtle. Everyone likes Myrtle. Myrtle is a man uh, <laughs> that Paul Blart meets, played by sitcom stalwart, some guy who was in Scrubs. Oh, um, yeah, some guy who was in Scrubs. I love him. Yeah. Um, I feel like his name's Bob. Bob something. Um, Myrtle is a man who Blart meets in shipping who eats a very overly ripe <laughs> banana. It's so good. I yeah. I mean, uh. again, if that scene had sort of come earlier in the movie, I probably would have laughed. But the fact <laughs> that the film had sort of beaten me down by this point into a submission of like I'm just not having a good time, it couldn't win me back over, Josh. It couldn't do it. I'm so sorry. His name is Bob Clendenin. <laughs> <laughs> they should have kept that instead of Myrtle. That's funnier. What <laughs> Bob Clendenin? Clendenin. <laughs> <laughs> That's Robert Clendenin in this film. Oh. Other fi- uh, you know, it's actually interesting. Like they do wait so long to bring in like all the like best comedic people in this movie, like Bob Clendenin and <laughs> yeah. uh, and Anna Gasteyer. Fucking Anna, Anna Gasteyer is very nice in this movie, yeah. um, but she doesn't come in for ages. And it's just like, why wasn't she there from the start? Why? Why does this film? Where are you like, going to put her at the start? As but I mean, Mrs. just like, uh, but like, she, but she doesn't. Why? Why isn't she introduced when Mister Gundamut is introduced? Why does she have to come in later? Oh, I don't, yeah, <laughs> like, like instead, we just get to spend all our time with the hilarious Lonnie Love and yeah. uh, who else? Like, Shelley Desai, Vic Dibetio. Debitato. Um, yeah, Debitato. He's really funny Debit- in this movie. Debitato? He's really good. I'm glad we really spend good, a lot of time he? with yeah. him. He's not good. Yeah, yeah. Shelley Desai. Like, none of these people are funny in this movie. Like, Le- Lonely Love has the best, like, joke in it, which is, like, where she mentions Robocop and then is t- twice informs Paul Blart <laughs> that Robocop isn't real. It's good. It's weird. It's not really good. <laughs> but don't you like that it comes back? Does it? Yeah, I mean, again, another thing. That is a repeated joke, because she says the Robocop thing, says, he ain't real. Then later on, when the the woman that Blart accuses, who's the hotel manager, Blart accuses her of being interested in him. And then... Which is funny until she actually is interested in him. Yes, I agree. Uh, but then her boyfriend is the head of security who comes Not over. her boyfriend. Not her boyfriend. What? He's not her boyfriend. He is. He keeps saying Mia Moore and they kiss. Oh, I thought he... Uh, I don't remember them kissing. It's when, thought... when they first meet, she's standing out and she's like going, oh, that weird man just said I was into him. After he goes Mia Moore and they kiss. I just thought it was when he speaks to Blart later and he's like, oh... She loves you, and I thought he just wanted to be in a relationship with her. No, he's already in a relationship with her. Um, Fuck this move. (laughs) Anyway, he comes along and he shoots the beanbag gun, and he hits all the targets. And then Lonnie Love says, he's real. And then later on, Uh 
during oh, the God. like that's an awful callback during the dream sequence or the the what do you call it what's the what's the Cirque du Soleil during the Cirque du Soleil it's not a dream sequence no but the the show is called Cirque du Soleil Cirque du Soleil oh. La Rêve the dream right <laughs> yeah um she's watching it and she's seeing Paul Blart float around on stage and she goes this ain't real so her her big comedic joke is she says things are real and aren't or not yes (laughs) that's true that's the whole thing that's donna's whole thing throughout this film has she been in anything else huh has she been in anything else money love yeah um looking at imdb she's been in she was in soul plane soul plane pop mob cob 2 badasses on the bayou phineas and ferb the movie as additional voices i like phineas and ferb the movie um, yeah, it was alright. She plays the lunch lady in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Okay, so it looks like she's a comedian. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I I don't think I've seen any of her oh. comedy. Well have you? No. Well, I mean I've seen the best of her comedy, yes. Oh. This. this. It's the best of her comedy is saying things are real and things <laughs> are I'm so sad that you didn't like this film. I'm not surprised, but I'm so sad. It's just, it's just, it's not very good. (laughs) And like, like they redo the jokes that I didn't like in the first movie. Um, Like the hyperglossy. Oh, the hyperglossy. You didn't like that scene? The ice cream facial? It's fine. Oh, I got a big laugh from me this year. I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's the same joke as the first movie where he eats the lollipop. The lollipop of the floor. I think I laughed yeah. at that that time. And, you know, they do, like, they redo, like, him skidding out too far when he slides. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. And it, well, that time, in the first one, he doesn't skid far enough. Oh. And in this one, he skids too far. So it's playing against type, Jack. It's very funny. He should have been shot in that. Yes. Way, to be honest, right? This There's is a... this is something I only think I noticed this time. But then again, I listeners, I'm sorry if you listen to the other podcasts as well. I can't tell what thoughts are mine anymore. Um, so this is a problem. No, no, that's okay. But I didn't realize, or I I never noticed that when he goes around and he shoots people with the beanbag, like all of them land in water with their <laughs> heads submerged. Like he has killed people. In that whole but scene, there's the right? one time where he shoots a guy with what is essentially an electric arrow. <laughs> yeah, hooked up to the man. And and he then like probably stops and checks to make sure he is alive. Yeah. And I was just like, it is a PG movie. It has to be alive. <laughs> like, like, it's so sh- it's so shit. But they sh- um, they full up sh- they show a close up shot of someone getting hit in the head with a beanbag, falling underwater, and not getting back to the surface. Like they linger on his head being under the surface. Like that boy is dead. Yeah. But then he comes back and he's fine. Yeah. So so sorry. Just back on the um on the twist of the movie, not finding out who the uh, the insider is. The insider is. I was so sure it was going to be like... Yeah, right. It makes sense. Because why else would... Not like, why else would he be talking to Mike? But, like, he's too nice. No, but also just why... Like, you don't suddenly start talking to the fucking valet driver. <laughs> like... like yeah, true. There's, like... That friendship has started insanely fast. Instantly. Like, um, they're talking like they're the best friends they've ever had. Because they both yeah. Um... Uh, they both zip, and I, I, I thought 
like he knew that Blart was going to be a problem, so he got close to the daughter so he yeah. could. Uh, maybe he's like um, uh, the brother of the bad guy in the first. Oh movie. shit! Fuck! Like, that would be like amazing. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard three, yeah. <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, I I would have liked that more. Yeah, that um, is a real oversight, I will say. It is, it's very strange. Because at least, like, I mean, the first film has a twist. It's shit, but it has a twist. And guess what? I'm the what? leader. Oh. <laughs> That's not the twist I was talking about. Oh, what's the other? Oh, that one. The second <laughs> twist. The auxiliary twist. Yeah. The Bobby Cannavale The Bobby Cannavale. This one is, like, playing towards, like, it's going to have that twist. Because yeah. it sort of sets up uh, Eduardo, the head of security, as he's going to be that character, right? Yeah. Which is why, again, I thought it was going to be Lane, because it was leaning so heavily that it was going to be Eduardo to be the inside man. Because mm. he just turns up and he just immediately hates Paul Blart. As he would. So yeah, but like, again, it's... that's good, isn't it? It's playing against type again. So, you know, he goes too far when he slides instead of too short, as in the first one. And this one, they set up the guy, and then it turns out he's just a good boy who just doesn't like Paul, and also... Yeah, but there's no reveal. There's no other reveal. Story. They set up that someone else is it, and as you say, it's just some just guy. Some guy. It's just, it's it's really lame. <laughs> lame. Lame. Apparently, um, uh, David Henry's brother is in it as well, as Lorenzo. He's David Henry. David Henry is Lane. Oh, yes. L- David Henry's brother, Lorenzo James Henry, plays Lorenzo. I want- Oh, that must be that kid at the party, right? I think wasted. so, yeah. Um, one of my notes was that uh, being on the convention floor reminds me of how much I like conventions. Yeah. See that. Um, Blart does like uh, some segue tricks at one point. That's nice, uh, isn't it? It's and, then is, and then is hit by a by a car yeah. while his daughter watches. And I thought this must be incredibly traumatic for her after uh, her grandma was recently hit by a milk truck. That's very true. Uh, I'm curious when they shot this movie because any scene they do poolside, it's really windy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because. It's like uh, his daughter is out there and she's sitting in this like little sweater and you just see it blowing everywhere. Mm. Um, it must be winter, right? They wouldn't have shot it. Uh, well, you know. Did you know, Josh? Did you know? No. Josh, did you know? What? Josh. Yes? Did you know that this was the first film yeah. to receive Nevada's film tax credit? <gasps> oh! <laughs> Okay, which because one of the, and it's a similar problem I had with Blended is that I don't think this film really takes advantage of the fact that it's set in Las Vegas. No, it's true. There's like one scene of him doing gambling. There's that one scene where he's standing on that escalator and it's all fast and slow at the same time. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it's <laughs> extremely bad. Yes. <laughs> um. Um, uh, yeah, there's. <laughs> It's it's all done in Vegas, clearly because there was a tax break for it, mm. and they were like, okay, well, we'll do that. Also, it's like convention center, right? Convention center doesn't have to be in Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh... I would find it funnier if a security guard convention was like at a shitty city, like a city, a shitty city a town. Shitty hall. city. 
It'd be better if it was in a, a mall. Well, it is in a mall at some point. No, that's not a mall. Home court advantage. That's a really bad moment. <laughs> because he's like, home court advantage. And again, it just doesn't look... Like, he says a mall. And you're like, is it a mall? I've not really seen anything that implies it's a mall. There's some shops. That's a mall. Wait, what no. counts as a mall? Philosophically. Like a, bu- a building full of shops. Do you think it has to be a standalone building? Or can it just be a shopping area of an of another normal building you know i would say it has to be a standalone area Uh, i'd also say it probably needs a food court but what about the buffet that's not a food court from a a buffet Uh, it's a hotel josh it's not a mall it could be a hotel mall some malls have hotels in them no yeah they do I'd, i'd say it's an arcade Mm. Like the Pall Mall arcade is not a mall. I think you could count the Pall Mall arcade as a mall. No, like a strip mall. Have you been to a strip mall, Josh? That's not what a strip mall I've is. Been to a strip mall, yes. It's a <laughs> it's a mall on a strip. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they have the word arcade in America. I think arcade would be a catch-all under the mall umbrella. You know? Uh, no. <laughs> Fine. I think a mall um, is uh, a different thing. Fine. <laughs> well, that's what you get, listeners, some philosophy. You don't agree, <laughs> but here we are. Um, also, on the keynote speech again, Yeah. Uh, it starts off and it is just an excuse to point out people's flaws while showing them to camera. It's good, isn't it? No. That's really mean. Yeah. It just adds to the depression of this movie. Yeah. Um, but it's a film about these people, they don't fit in, but they all have a common purpose, which is mall copping. Yeah, which, you know, could have worked better if they actually all properly came together to solve this mystery. Why fucking all of them in the convention did it? Or just like those four, I guess. These fucking boring four that they have. They do at the end. Um... It's so late on, and it's just sort of just like here's my people. Also, again, I'm why why doesn't the bad guys just shoot them? Um, uh, yeah, that's a very good point. But I fucking all the bad guys have tried to shoot them before. Yeah, true. And now, like they're all together and they're unarmed, Mm. just shoot them all. Maybe they all got wet. Another question. Hello. How the fuck is this happening? <laughs> like, well, Jack. it is during hotel casino operating time. I know they have infiltrated the security to an extent, yes. but there's literally Paul Blart is running around while being shot at by Baz Rutan <laughs> in a public hotel. Yeah. He smashes through a window yes. in a suitcase. Oh. In front of people. Yeah, I know. That is the craziest bit, is that the the bulletproof suitcase flies out the window. Bulletproof suitcase. Is it bulletproof? I just thought he got shot. It says bulletproof on the outside of the... Yeah, that's the visual gag. Is the the suitcase is branded bulletproof, and he's like, cool. And then it actually is, which is fun. But yeah, it falls past, like, people eating dinner at a buffet, and they look at it fall in and do nothing. While Paul Blatt dies and is reborn, uh, like Christ. And, you know, like, yeah, sure, there could be a joke, man. Yes, of course, it's a film, so it doesn't have to entirely 
maintain a sense of what's going on but it does take you out when you're suddenly like at least in the first one it makes sense and that the mall is shut and he you know he's the only guy there yeah and everyone so, like, like the police it, are onto the situation like the film plays like a fever dream at points it's like it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like people have fought this through it feels like they heard there was a tax break in vegas and were like let's go and just shoot some shit yeah it's been six years. We'll do another Paul Blart more cop too. Mm. It was like what Donna What's, says, isn't it? When you were saying about Fever Dream, this ain't real. This ain't real. Sorry, I interrupted you earlier. You said you like the fight scene. I really like the fight scene. I think it's fun. I think it's got a good narrative in it. Um, yeah, it's okay. Of like, I mean, well, it's probably. I, I know you don't like, like the, the premise. No, I don't like the premise, but I'd, I'd say like. It's not as good as the fight scene in, in Grown Ups 2. I think the fight scene in Grown Ups 2 is very good as like a series of sketches. Well, that's it. It has it has the good comedy with it. With it. This one sort of misses. I think this one... I mean, yeah, this one, like... I don't in... like that he turns up in a barber's cape. <laughs> he was having a haircut. What do you want? Why was he having a haircut at that time? Because <laughs> it's funny-ish. It's not funny. I don't laugh at that. But what no? What I'll say is, I like that this fight scene has a narrative and a flow that I don't think the Grown Ups Two fight has. I think the Grown Ups Two fight does is funnier, but it's more like a series of vignettes. Whereas this, the whole narrative is like the mall cops are shit, but that eventually plays to their advantage because they're so hapless and they keep like running at people while with a with a lamp that's still plugged in and so at the last moment they get yanked back which saves them and then smashes someone you know it and then that just sort of builds on itself and builds on itself like um what's his name with the cape uh shelly desai keeps getting himself like flogged up in it that's not the right swaddled And then tangled, that, tangled, tangled the and that <laughs> tangled up in it, and that puts one of the bad guy, one of the henchmen off, which then the other henchman, or like the guy who has a belt guy, and he takes off his belt and starts using it, and then it gets hooked to the wall, which means that someone else gets hit, but he can't get hit, and that, you know, I just think it has a really nice flow to it. I think it's got really good choreography, and I'll say it's this, quite it's nice probably moment. like the third best fight scene in a Happy Madison movie. What, Grown Ups 2? And any of the fights and you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah. Well, they get marked down for me because of um, political tensions. Same for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not political tensions with you! No, political tensions in this movie. Are there political tensions in this movie? Yeah. Kevin James is a Republican and I don't know. Oh, right, I see. Yes, yes, I see. Um... Uh, can we talk about um, my favourite performance in the movie? What, MVP? No, he's not oh. my MVP. Oh shit, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, go on. Uh, Steve Wynn. <laughs> what, he just stands there and smiles and gives him a check? Smiles incredibly creepily. It's horrible, yes. Yeah, Steve Wynn. Man. This, this is shot at the Wynn Las Vegas Casino Resort, all yeah. on location. It's the first film ever shot there, I believe. Uh, yeah, him and his wife show up, stand like fucking gargoyles, and yeah, it's and, really awful. 
so yeah, that's I just wanted to mention that they come along at the end as if to, yeah, it's a it's a strange movie. I didn't enjoy. It. I'm sorry, just I went into it hoping I would, but I think as soon as it began and I was back in the world of Blart, I think I've also <laughs> like been just like so soiled on Kevin James like post Zookeeper and Here Comes the Boom that I'm just like you just don't I don't him. I don't like you. You're dumb, right? <laughs> I don't like him. I'm I'm really done with him. I, I really don't want to see him in anything else. Yeah. Which is, you know, a shame because we've got to watch Pixels soon. But then he kind of like takes a break from uh, Happy Madison after that. Mm. Takes a five year break. Five years? What, before yeah, Hubie? He does. Yeah, before Hubie. Hubie's the first Netflix one he's in. Is it? That. Yeah doesn't feel right but now that you've said it i'm like yes of course i haven't seen him in anything else i mean of course like he is in netflix movie true memoirs of an international assassin but somehow that isn't a happy madison i really thought it was everybody did because it's it's a kevin james movie being released on netflix after the happy madison deal happened yeah it is insane that it's not anyway can i very quickly go through my 26 and a half laughs no Oh, I'll do it very quick. What what are your laughs? Right, very quick. Number one laugh, five minutes in, when he gets slapped by that kid. Jack, you hated it. I liked it. It was just sort of like, I was just sort of like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) It's just good stuff. He gets slapped in the face and he's like, my lip is numb. Kind of like when he gets hit in the face with the ball. I prefer it. He he says, I saw white. Yeah, I saw white. Yeah, I saw white. That's okay. That's it. Uh, number two laugh when Pob's mum gets pancaked by I've written male van but yeah it's milk van um, okay. number three I felt bad that they, that she came back to do that because again she's like an Oscar nominated actress yeah but what else is she doing um, well she should be doing more stuff she should but that's not his it's, fault is it Jack it's not his fault it's, well, it's like Hollywood they don't get fucking Jayma Mays back well, they couldn't because she was filming Glee yeah don't get this one back. Well, if she's Just available, she's... you're going to have her back, surely. You're not going to kill her off screen. Paid, but yeah, she got paid. Yeah, she got paid. A day paid. rate, like $80 or whatever, but still. Um, uh, the bit where Maya has got into uni, and um, but she can't tell Pob because his whole thing is like, you can't leave. So she... She's been like, oh, I've got some news. And then he's like, what news? And she's like, oh, I forgot there's leftover baked ziti. And he went, he goes, what a day! What a day! <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah, that was all right. Uh, 0.5 laugh. Donna saying he ain't real about Robocop. Okay. One laugh. Pob's whistle laugh after he's explaining his hyperglycemia. He says, sugar level drops. So do I. <laughs> I can't even do it, but you just like a really oh, yeah, hoarse whistle laugh. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Sugar level drops, so do I. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy either scene with the uh, with either actor from uh, the TV show Superstore. Um, two people from Superstore in this movie, and I did not enjoy them. I seen the person on the front desk. Yes. And who's the other one? Uh, the cop on the horse at the end. Ah. Yeah, that is bad. Um, 0.5 laugh. When Pob is talking to Maya about the Blart build, and he's like, wide hips, short legs, and a low center of gravity. That's how the Lord made us. Oh, that's quite good. Mm-hmm. One laugh. Um, 
Eduardo, when his girlfriend, Davina, has said, that fat guy just hit on me, he goes, funny, they say overweight people use humour to achieve affection. It's, okay. It's a good, it's a good joke. Yeah. Um, I don't know for this. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a fun way of saying a line. 0. It's, just, 5 it's just another sort of like hit on fat people in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 0. 0.5 laughs. All the ADR lines after Blart loses at craps after the craps table has been on fire. Fat mm-hmm. guy ruined it. You suck. Yeah, just another. Yeah, just more sure, fat perfect jokes. Yeah. One laugh. I heard you're pretty good on one of those things from um, what is his name, Vic Dibetetto. When yeah. Blart sees the Segway. Can I just say the uh, the new Segway he rides? Yeah. The big bus it looks segway. awful. Yeah, it does look awful. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the prop team did not work hard on it at all. No, they just they just took a segway and added like some robo really shit to really it. like sort of cheap plastic. Mm, it's true, but things will never be the same. Mm, maybe zero point five laugh. Cops think they're all that, and I do not like it. One laugh. Blart screaming while trying to get up. <laughs> Which I think is when he's all bruised after the Segway accident. And yes. he tries getting up and he's just like, Argh! that was it. Uh, one laugh. The big sticky mess. The the gun that shoots glue foam. That's a blot. Mm-hmm. That's a Teldestia's blot thing. One laugh. <laughs> Do you have a lot of money? Define a lot. Any money? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to go on a while. 0.5 laugh. Blart hitting the bread off the table. 0.5 laugh. Blart little's run. Blart's little run up the stairs after Maya storms you've missed, out. You've, you've missed one one uh, line that I, I nearly laughed at. Oh fuck! Which didn't get is um uh, when he comes into the hotel room uh, and he just goes, uh, "Maya, I've been thinking about it all day, and I'm." I've decided I'm getting the double palm. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) I just like that he'd he'd been thinking about it all day. (laughs) Because it's something I would probably do. Yeah. But at the same time, I also think it's a shot of fat people. I think a lot of these things are, yes. Uh, One laugh, the initial nod from the piano man as he walks into the... um, As he walks into the Garden of Serenity or whatever it is. He looks over and he says hello, and then the piano man gives like a nice nod. Yeah. Uh, the bird comes along. This is another one laugh, and KJ goes like, "Get out of here!" He doesn't say it in a proper voice. Uh, one laugh when he gets kicked over by the bird. One laugh when he gets pecked in the face. One laugh when he punches the bird in the head. So a lot of good. I would just say just, just just like just just laughed at the bird scene really. <laughs> yeah, but I don't a different you need point. To explain, a different I don't think point. you need to explain every moment you laughed at the bird scene. I think I do. We get it. We get it. It's just like it's, Well that's the five bird scene laughs. is good. I have I have said yeah, just say there were five laughs in the bird scene. Yeah, but I need to, <laughs> I need to explain the exact just, moments. No. Um Zero point five laugh when Blart is giving the speech and he does the bit about like the reason why do it and he goes like a young kid comes up and he goes Mister Mister can't find my mommy and then it cuts to Anna Gasteyer and her reaction is just incredible okay just like tearful I don't remember oh it's very good go back and watch it no Uh, (laughs) one laugh when he gets the ice cream facial. 
because he's low on sugar and he go he like opens his mouth under a child who's dripping ice cream the there's gun. a there's a really weird moment there where the kid is just like look at those flowers can i go draw them like why is that like <laughs> to get rid of the other kid they just don't have the other kid there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess I assumed they was also talking about the sunflowers of uh, the Picasso sunflowers, which are the, the Van Goghs. The, the Van Goghs, sorry, the Van Gogh sunflowers that are the main focus of the the criminals. Oh, it could be, but it doesn't make sense because they're stealing them at that point. <laughs> so they've still got nine hours to go at that point of their heist. Surely feels like it. Um, yeah, that's a good point. One laugh when he death punches the house cleaner. Yeah, that's a good moment. Zero point five laugh, the Hershey kiss moment. I didn't know what was going on there. It's a good joke. It's about challenging expectations again. I don't remember. Yeah, I I, I must have zoned out. I didn't know what it was talking about. Oh, it's so he has to he has to get on a Segway, or he doesn't have to. He wants to get on a Segway, but there are no keys around. So he goes to the booth and he picks up a paper clip. A an elastic band and a Hershey's kiss, and he sort of jimmies the paperclip into the thing and uses the elastic band to hold it down, thereby making a key. And then you see him and he pulls out the Hershey's kiss and he very very carefully unwraps it. it takes about twenty seconds and then he very carefully pulls the little strip out mm-hmm. as if he's going to use it. And then he just eats the Hershey's kiss and uh, scrumples up yeah, all the stuff. I'm, I'm glad you found product placement amusing. <laughs> I always do. And I'm it's glad Hershey's... that we've said Hershey's Kiss in this Hershey's now like kiss. seventy times. Yeah, it's Hershey's Kiss and uh, Sony all the way with this, isn't it? You uh, you love a Hershey's Kiss, I'm sure. I'm that, that type of chocolate. What delicious, delicious chocolate! No, it's, it's horrible. One laugh, the black banana. Yeah, the black banana is good. Metal is metal. Metal would have been a better character again to have throughout the movie. Yeah, it would have been instead nice. of all the supporting cast yeah. of this movie. Yeah, you swap out Myrtle for like Vic Dibetetto. You're not losing anything. <laughs> you just, like just, that's the, that is it. Like like so many of these films like get like a good supporting cast so you can boost up like the slower bits of these movies. And I get that these people are comedians, but I'm sorry, they're not funny in this movie. They have no. nothing funny to do. No. I mean, you say that, but that takes me to my next laugh. One laugh when um, Baz Rutan is chasing. Baz Rutan, who was looking fucking good in this film, by the way. I like that he's chasing, he's gone for the beard, the baldy beard I liked look. him more in this than I did in Here Comes the Boom. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and he follows the segue... And then he sees the Segway on its own. He doesn't see Paul Blart, but he shoots it anyway. I thought that was funny. One laugh. I hate that you're making me like relive this Because <laughs> now we're really in like the point where I was just like, oh, I just don't like it. Um, and and I'm just like, I, I hate it. Don't worry, we've only got five or six more. My my review of this like has kind of gone down after talking no. about Oh, maybe we should rip off... Um podcast like it's 1999 we do like scores before we talk about it scores i will up. say my score for grown-ups 2 goes up after we had that it goes way up right <laughs> yeah um next laugh he smashes out through the window 
in the suitcase. He drowns and he comes back and he screams, not today, death, not today. It's just a triumphant moment. Yeah. Uh, one laugh when Blart runs into glass because I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. It's good. So did Blart. Huh? So did Blart. Yeah. Uh, one laugh. I think it might be in the bit where Neil McDonough and KJ are screaming about how crazy they are at each other. And someone... I, the, I This is one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. I don't normally like it, but this time I did. Um, you don't like one of the best parts of the movie? No, I don't like it. but Because uh, I think it's a bit crap. But this time, apparently, I found it hysterical. Because, or maybe I was just truly unhinged at this point. But... Um, I think KJ screams something along the lines of I simply don't care and I thought that was good. Uh next laugh, penultimate laugh. I have two different colour eyes. Shows you how I live my life. Yeah, again. It's a good joke. This is the be- this is the best part of the movie. Um and finally well, no, 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 the best part is the bird. The best part is the bird. This is possibly second. And finally, I'm so sorry, listeners, that this has gone on so long. 0.5 laugh, Neil McDonough's oatmeal makeup after he gets um, allergic reaction. He sort of swells up like a leprechaun. And it's very strange. And those are my 26 and a half laughs (laughs) from Pob Blob Mob Cob Tob. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's, you know, it's, like, I'm glad you enjoy this movie. I really do. I really do. Um, I'm sorry you don't. I really thought this was going to be this. Is, do you know what this is? This is like a halfway to Here Comes the Boom, where I thought you would really enjoy it, and then I hated it, and you also disliked. Um, this is like this is this film. The way I feel about this one, this is what I thought Grown Ups Two was going to be. Hmm. This is what I assume next week's movie will be. Uh. But what if next week's movie is a Grown Ups 2? You know what next week's movie is? Joe Dirt 2. Yeah. Beautiful Luke. It's not going to be a Grown Ups 2. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> no, it's probably not. Um, well, yeah, fun. I don't have anything else really to say on this movie. Like, I don't like it. I don't think people should watch it. Um... <laughs> I think there are some interesting things in it in a bubble, mm. but I don't think it's enough to make the film work. And um, yeah, that's I, I mean that's really it for me. I just like it just sort of left me quite cold and quite uh, quite depressed by the end. I'm so sorry. Like the, <laughs> this is even worse when like my first note on the film is this film is like a warm bath to me. Like I know this film inside and out and it's just so comforting mm-hmm. in a really hot like you know no <laughs> no i know you don't i know I you don't, don't know and that's like another note like i love this film i am so tired this is a delight like it's just this film really has something but i will say it only has something if you have had a very specific background you know <laughs> And I think we're going to touch on that in a bit. Shall we move on to awards? Yeah, please. Uh, this was nominated for three awards at the Teen Choice Awards. Fuck yeah, the teens always know what's up. Um, this was up for Choice Movie Actor Comedy. For KJ. For KJ. Fuck yeah. This is an interesting category. 
Oh no, who else is in there? Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, do you want to guess the films these people are in? Yes. I think you'll have some trouble doing it, but I think it could be fun. Okay. Uh, so Ben Stiller is nominated. Uh, what for the third film in a trilogy? Night at the Museum Three. Yes. Glad you didn't go for Little Fox. It was going to be that, but I thought, <laughs> no, that's done by then, isn't it? Or it is, it, is, it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one is wild. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Uh, American Hustle? No. It's for a film joy? that essentially doesn't exist. Oh, not Joy. Um, a film that doesn't exist. There's so many it, of those, Jack. It barely came out. Um, it, I think at one point it was supposed to be a big deal. Um, it's racist. <laughs> um, this is ringing like fam- a bell, but it's I a can't. famously racist movie starring uh, Bradley Cooper. Who else is in it? Uh, Rachel McAdams. Why does this ring a bell so much? Like, I don't know. I think I in know. the UK it went straight to Netflix, and in the US it went to cinemas. Uh, the movie is Aloha. Aloha! Yes. The teens went wild I, for Aloha. I get it confused with The Descendants. That's it. Okay. The Descendants is a better movie than Aloha. Aloha. Yes. That was a film. I remember yes. it. How racist is it? <laughs> it's, it's, it do you, not, do you, you know it's racist, right? Because Emma Stone plays a, a native Hawaiian. Oh. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm going. Oh, fucking hell! The music's by Yunzi and Alex. It's a it's a Cameron Crowe. It's movie, a Cameron Crowe you know? movie. Like, yeah, but like it's it's not good. Okay. Um. Also nominated Jim Carrey. Mr. Popper's Penguins too. Popperloo. You're not far off. Fuck. Uh, Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium. No, he's not even in that. <laughs> he's is he? not in that. That's Dustin Hoffman. Shit. With a lisp. Um, Have you seen Mr. McGorham's Wonder Emporium? No, no one has. It's a, it's a painful watch like this. <laughs> I can imagine. What, like this Jim Carrey film? Um, no, like, well, you, well this, that Jim Carrey, the Jim Carrey film we're talking about is a painful watch, um, but for different reasons. It's more like a painful watch like Paul Blart 2 is. Kick-Ass 2. No. You, you're right, it is a sequel. It's a long-awaited sequel. Dumb and Dumber, uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Dumb and yeah. whatever it is. That one? Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to be surprised if you even know who the last two people are. <laughs> oh, fuck, okay. Um, nominated for choice movie actor comedy, Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. <laughs> Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. <laughs> Um, Robbie Amell. Robbie Amell. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Amell. <laughs> Robbie. Robert. Robbie Amell. Robert Amell. Robbie Amell stars in a a, uh, a teen comedy that he's nominated for. Teen comedy. Is it a well known teen teen comedy? Uh probably not. <laughs> Robbie Amell. Um, it might be like well known if like we were teens when it came out. Robbie. I don't think it's had much of a footprint. I Carly the movie. The film is The Duff. I love The Duff. <laughs> Do you? I love The Duff so much. It's so good. 
With um, I, what's the name? May Whitman. With May right? Whitman and Fine. Robbie Amell. Oh, is Robbie Amell the sexy boy? Yeah. Oh, he's so good. That movie's great. Listeners, go watch The Duff if you haven't watched The it's Duff. It's okay. Shut up. It's great. <laughs> I saw it in a double bill with Furious 7. That is a good day. It was half a good day. Um, <laughs> and the final nominee and winner mm. is uh, Skylar Aston. I know that name. For another sequel. Um, sort of a musical sequel. <laughs> a sort of musical comedy. First one oh, is the Skyler huge... Sisters. Angelica. No. Fuck. <laughs> the um... first one is a huge sort of like surprise hit, and they ended up making a trilogy uh... to diminishing um... results. I think actually the second one probably made the most money out of all of them, and then the third one is a truly horrendous movie. The first one's very good. High School Musical? No. No, that's done by the, the third. The third High School Musical is great. Oh. Um, Rent 2. The answer is Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, Pitch Perfect 2. Which one's Skylar? He's like Anna Kendrick's boyfriend. Oh. He is the winner of Choice Movie Hacks of Comedy. Awful. It's a quite a bad list of nominees. Yeah, it's really bad. I think Pitch Perfect 2 is good, isn't it? Is it? Did you say it was it's the best f- one? No, the first one's the best one. first one is good. first one's very funny, and like un- it was surprisingly funny. Yeah. The first one has that joke where Anna Kendrick wants to join the DJ society. She goes up to it and she doesn't realise that it's the Deaf Jews Society. Yes, that's quite that's good. That's a really weird joke, joke that I really love. Thank you, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> um... Choice movie actress comedy. Paul Blart is nominated again. Anna Gasteyer? Nope. Lonnie, Lonnie Love? Nope. Um, Daniela Alonso? You're really, like, not guessing who it is. Rainy Rodriguez? It is Rainy Rodriguez. Hey. She gets nominated. Um, I'm not going to make you guess because most of these are the same movie. <laughs> um, uh... Emma Stone is nominated for her Mary racist Rock. turn in Aloha. Yeah. Mae Whitman is nominated for The Duff. Fuck yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson is nominated for Pitch Perfect 2. Yeah. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is nominated for Hot Pursuit. You remember Hot Pursuit? No, what's that one? Sofia Vergara and Reese Witherspoon, like, sort of take on Midnight Run. Uh, okay. Reese <laughs> Witherspoon plays like a cop. Tracking down Sofia Vergara. That sounds good. And the joke is that Sofia Vergara is very tall and Reese Witherspoon is very short. That is a good comment. That has that has legs. <laughs> and the winner was oh, that's the that's another good joke right there that it has legs. Yep, tall yeah. legs. Um, and short legs. And short legs. Anna Kendrick wins for Pitch Perfect too. Nice. And uh, nominated. <laughs> For choice movie comedy. Fuck yeah. Against The Duff. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. That's it. And Aloha. The winner, which was like the overall winner of the year, Pitch Perfect 2. Mm. Won every category. That's insane. It's the funniest movie. It swept the boards. The teens love it. The teens fucking love it. Do you know what they should be loving, Jack? Not Paul Blart 2. No, the tough is better than Paul Blart. Is that's so sure. good. 
May Whitman is always very good. Everything. This is also, we go back to the Young Entertainment Awards. Oh, cool. For the kids. Rainy Rodriguez. Yay. Wins. (gasps) Best leading young actress in a feature film. Amazing. Well deserved. What's she been Mm. in since? Uh, well, so Randy Rodriguez was on the Disney show Austin and Ally. Mm. Um, and now she's sort of popped up in a few other sort of Disney shows. She's a voice on the Jurassic World uh, animated series on Netflix. That's cool. Yeah, she's just sort of in this. She does a lot of voice work now. Mm. Um, glad you're happy she won. I, I think another person should have won this award. Someone who starred in a film that you and I went to see together. Um, it should have gone to Rafi Cassidy for Tomorrowland, A World <laughs> Beyond. Oh, yeah. She plays the little robot girl. Yeah, the little robot girl. She was really good. She was very good. That that uh, I would like to watch that film again. I don't feel like I remember it. I'll watch it in a heartbeat, man. And also nominated was Una Lawrence for the movie Southpaw, which I've never seen, but know that it was originally supposed to be a sequel to Eight Mile. No. Yeah. What the fuck? And then it didn't star Eminem, it starred Jake Gyllenhaal instead. But was he meant to... So was was Eminem meant to be a boxer? So, yeah. So what, he just gave up on rapping and became a boxer? I haven't seen Eight Mile. I assume it's about rapping. It's about rapping, it right? Is. It is. So what he got? Eight Mile's good. I've heard it's good, but what he get? He. Uh... I've not seen Southpaw. I don't know what the original, um, what the original script was like. Do you think it was a rapping um, film? And they just control left rap to box. Uh, maybe. Fuck, that could be cool. The film was originally considered as an unofficial follow-up to the movie 8 Mile, with Eminem reprising his role. The script eventually evolved, and that idea was scrapped. Oh. That's all the awards for Paul Blart 2, Malcap. Yeah. (laughs) Jack, who's your MVP? The bird. The bird! The bird is my MVP. Oh, that's very good. Why? It's a solid performance from a bird. <laughs> it's a beautiful CGI bird. I, it's good. It's, it's an enjoyable scene, and it's made all the better because of the bird. Mm. Uh, because, yeah, it was gonna it was gonna be Neil McDonough, but I gave it I gave it to the bird. That's really good. That's a good choice. Josh, who's your MVP? My MVP is the poor Blart Cop 2 community. And the poor Blart community in general. Because... Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Because my LVP is the poor Blart community. <laughs> and the cult of poor Blart. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can kind of tell... What's... Yeah. Alright. So... So, I just, so you, you give yours, and I'll give Oh, we've mine. turned it into a debate now. That's fine. Yeah. Um... The Paul Blart Moorcock community is just a wonderful group of people who are looking for the best in every situation, taking a terrible film um, and turning it like turning into turning it into something transcendent, something 
something so bland and creating an entire mythos out of it and specifically i do want to touch on we've talked well i talked about them earlier the till death do us blood podcast because that podcast launched i feel like that's the whole of it isn't it that's that's where it starts no that's not where it starts because that 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 podcast is a reaction to the paul blatt that the paul blatt um, community already exists at that point it's a few memes kind of like the um i don't know if you've seen them but the ones where they kind of like they re-edit the 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 poster so it's like paul blatt flesh paul blatt flesh mall is like my favorite one where they've taken paul blatt's face and they've put it onto the mall it's wicked <laughs> or like what have i got please help i pooped in my jammies by rearranging the letters or Cop we've told we've talked about this before, but like I, I I'm not a big fan of meme culture his in meme general. Culture. Or his penis is on fire. That's another. One. It's just good. Bear, what's that one say? That was really good. Bart, <laughs> Bart, Plark, Paul, come. Good stuff. Dent moss with his. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah. So that exists. <laughs> Jack looks so upset. That really exists. And then I'd. I was like you, Jack. I was a non-believer in the Paul Blart mythos. And then I hear that this podcast is coming. I'm a huge fan of uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me and uh, Adventure Zone, as well as the Grown Ups 2 podcast, um, Worst Idea of All Time. And to hear that they were joining forces was just like, it was amazing. It was like the crossover event. It was what the it was what Avengers Endgame wished it was. Or event the other one. Infinity War, whatever. Anyway... That podcast just came along at like an amazing time for me. I was quite sad, quite depressed. And just to give me a film like this that was utterly shit, but then to get like a community of really funny people talking about it. So it's it. Scientology. Yeah. So a cult. So what I'm thinking is a cult, yes. Uh, I was in a bad place. This film made me feel better. This film and the people talking about it made me feel better like people it was still like the podcast was so young so people like people would interact about it on twitter rather than like you know it didn't have like a nameless following it was like people were actually involved in it i don't know it was just really nice and this film i can't watch it without thinking about the five years of tradition of death blood that i've been through so that's why, like, it is the highest number of laughs because, like, every line just reminds me of some experience I've had previously. You know, I know that's fucking sad, but that's what it is. It's I don't think that's sad. It's the Blark community. It's... it's just it's pure and it's wonderful, and all praise to the Shadow Man. My uh, my comeback is yeah, um, your LVP. My LVP is your MVP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think it's nice that you know you've been able to find like a community of sort of like-minded people. Mm. But what I don't like, <laughs> yeah, is a celebration of mediocrity. Uh. A celebration of something that it just isn't as good as it can be. Mm. Uh, I, it's something that I, I like, you know, is it's something I come across a lot in my life where I'm just like, okay, that's fine, but there's so much else out there in the world that we should enjoy. 
and we should find joy from that. Mm. Like, I love Speed Racer. Not everybody loves Speed Racer. Mm. But I don't think I make Speed Racer my entire personality. And nor do I think you make Paul Blart your entire personality, but it is a strong part of it. So you're... <laughs> I, so I hear you saying this, and I'm kind of feeling you're comparing it to maybe, like, the B-movie fandom, or, like, the Shrek fandom. Like that yes, kind of I, I, I do think it is like that. So your problem really is, like, meme culture. I mean, meme culture is something I don't enjoy in general. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I, I think if we want to enjoy something, it should be something we honestly enjoy instead of, like... Like, I mean, like, I like The Room. I think The Room is a fun thing to watch mm. in general. I also, but I don't also... Again, I don't think putting like the room everywhere is on like it's 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 fine to be enjoyed for what it what it is i don't like holding something that isn't good up to a higher level than it should of, be uh, or putting uh, it under a higher level of scrutiny or anything well so i put this movie under a high level well that of scrutiny, is that was going to be my major comeback is like you're saying you don't like people celebrating mediocrity or or delving into mediocrity despite the fact that both of us have willingly chosen to enter into this horrible pact where we have to watch every single Happy Madison film. But I, I would say that we've been very honest about every Happy Madison movie. We, we have, we have, yes. But the very and fact... I don't us... think I don't think there is an entire honesty in the people who say they love Paul Blart more cop too. But I don't... This is the thing. I think there's I a touch think, of irony to I it. I think there is a touch of irony, but also at the same point, when I say I enjoy this film, yes, I enjoy it. But it's kind okay, of like... And there's also, like, don't forget, your original rating of it is a 1.5. <laughs> it's a 1.5. So you, you have been indoctrinated <laughs> in some way, and that I don't like. Yeah, but I think, I think with no, our, our, it, our the, it... the whole reason we do this podcast mm. is because we've said we like Adam Sandler and we don't know why. Yes, we've been delving into that. I it... think that is different from blindly liking Paul Blart More Cop Two, despite it being be... awful. No, but I don't like the fact that you're saying blindly, blindly like it because yes, I like Paul Blart More Cop Two. And to say I don't know why in the same way of Adam Sandler is a lie because the reason I like it is because the the text of Paul Blart Cop 2 has taken on a sort of metaphysical importance. Do you see what I mean? But like, it, sh- but like it shouldn't do. No, but it should, Jack. It should. You're a man who enjoys musicals. Yes? Musicals enjoy are musical. objectively... At best, most of the time, a 2.5 out of 5 experience. However, the community that, that they is have... A, that the is community, a strange thing to the say. The community <laughs> that musicals have... Okay, it's not objectively true. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of musicals that aren't great. But they can be enjoyed because there's a community around them who but enjoy I don't like musicals. That. I don't like that either. Or... <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like the people who blindly like... Uh, but this um, is fucking, the thing. Uh, Phantom think... of the Opera because it's shit. Well, um, I don't think. I just. I don't, I don't think like people fan blindly... culture I don't in think... general. Yeah, but this isn't fan culture. This it is no fan the Paul Blart thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> F- 
fan culture is very different to what if there is. was a paul blackmore cop 2 convention would you go yes but okay not, but that is not fandom fandom that is, is different. fandom fandom is different fandom is what you are describing i understand what you're saying like or i feel how like many times have you considered getting a paul blart tattoo never I would never get a Paul Barnes tattoo because... I don't believe you or I might get second. I might get a moustache on the finger. No, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm never going to get a fucking Paul Blart tattoo. But, like, fandom is different. Fandom, would you not get, like, a tattoo is, that just says, help someone today? Oh, that would be nice. Fandom is... Fandom is different to this. This is, I will say, yeah, this is, this is meme culture. Meme culture is not fandom. It's not the same thing. Um, yeah, I think it's very is, similar. I think it's similar, but I don't think it's the same. Fandom, you know, we, no one, people in the Paul Blart community, I can't believe I'm fucking talking about this like this, but people in the Paul Blart community aren't standing outside Kevin James's house, like, wanting to get a picture with him. They're not, you know, they're not fucking, no, get, they're not I fucking am, standing, okay, yes. they're, not, not, they're not, not standing about, BCS. I'm not talking about standing culture. No, but stand culture talking... is fan culture. It's the same thing. I think they're a little different. No, they're um, not. They're like, they, they are, no, they are, if you say you fan a... culture, you're talking like, if I think fan culture, I'm thinking people who show up to like Marvel premieres, you know, like, People who are waiting on yeah, red carpets to get people to sign shit. That's fan culture. People who are tweeting constantly about, like, BTS is a new release. Uh, what's happening? Like, oh, the fact that people the three who, actors... People who put in their, in their Twitter profile met um, uh, Kevin James on 3rd of July 2018. Met Kevin James. Like, like, I, yeah, I love anyone different. who put... Is, I, I thought that's what you would. Oh no 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 yes on. no yeah like I I'm mean, using Kevin yeah, James. Yeah, but using Kevin James has confused me. You know. Yeah, because you're so blind to this. I'm not blind. It's make... different. Look, I no. I here is my thing. Like, I just, I just don't think that a film of this level requires this much attention. But it doesn't require this much. No one is asking. And the difference between you and me doing a stupid podcast about it yeah. that nobody listens to, <laughs> and then the whole world who like obsesses over this—it's—it's just—it doesn't—it's just not good enough. It's not bad enough either. It's just sort of crap. But that... there's not there's not enough to it. And that is its problem, and that is why I dislike the community around it because I feel I find it fake. I find it performative. <laughs> I can see I, what you're saying. I can see I what you're saying, but I don't agree. Just no, of course, and we'll never agree, and that's fine. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. In the same way that you and I disagree over <laughs> Israel and Palestine. <laughs> yeah, I think that Palestine has a right to exist and you don't. As do I. As do I. And you I don't. Just, it's I fine, Jack. It's my, fine, Jack. My, you don't my, have to worry my, about that. You don't have to worry. It's fine. You can, you can do a comedy about it. I just... I just... Yeah, I just... There's, there's nothing in this movie that I personally can see any interest in like revisiting <laughs> talking about again like just like it's a movie i i was very upset to sit through <laughs> and i just yeah, yeah like i know we've uh... like talked in the past about like kevin james is likable i think the only time it's really he's really worked <laughs> for me is the grown-ups movies yeah 
Um, but only Grown Ups 2, maybe. Only Grown Ups 2. Well, I mean, he's likable enough in Grown Ups 1. Yeah, it's just Grown Ups 1 is a piece of shit yeah, movie. Like, um, and, and so is this. <laughs> um, but I yeah. don't think he's very likable in this. I don't think there's enough. And, like, you know, it's great. You know, enjoy it if you can. Mm. I don't think it's really worth it. Mm. I think there are better things out there that we could be uh, culting and memeing and having fun with. We should but only hey, we should only not. be memeing Andre Tarkovsky films. We should only be standing. Maybe uh, maybe if that was the David case, Lynch. I if people st- oh well because no, <laughs> you know like um like um if maybe if people started doing that, maybe I would stop liking the things that I like because this I'm a contrarian. Um, but I don't think that's true because people do meme David Lynch and I enjoy yeah, it very do, much. Do, yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like it's the same way I feel, well, it's a similar way I feel about Friends and Harry Potter in that, like... You cannot compare Paul Blart with Friends and Harry Potter. I swear I to God. I can I just think that it's it's just not worthy of the discussion that it gets. Like it's like fine for like a one-off kind of like yeah, that's all right. And then you just sort of like um, you can you move on to other things. You can't build anything around it. Yeah, I mean maybe, man, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> that's I mean... how I feel about it. I don't think there's enough to it to really deserve the cult status that it might have. I think you should listen to a couple of episodes of this podcast and look at some memes. No, because I'm not going to be indoctrinated. It's not indoctrinated. It's fine. It well, is, I guess is, you're, is, not, you're not in you, need. You standing outside Tottenham Court Road <laughs> being like, have you read that? <laughs> have, you, have you read Paul Blart Morcock too? <laughs> Critically. Have, you, have we talked about doing a personality test at um, Scientology before? Have you ever done one? Uh no, I've never done one. I don't trust myself. I did one. Did you? Yeah. How high were your feet and levels? I can't remember, but like too high. Like, um, the woman who did my test was like, "Oh yeah, it looks like um you've got low self-esteem." And I was like, "No fucking yeah, kidding. fuck you." <laughs> no. Um, um, and she was like, "Yeah, if you um, if you maybe read this book, because I could say like I like you as a friend." But you wouldn't register that. So maybe if you read this book and talk to people at the Tottenham Court Road Centre, you'll you'll feel better about yourself. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. And I left, and I never thought about it. That's good. Um, and that's the same thing I say to you now. I'm not going to listen to this podcast. I, you know, I I wish the guys all the best. But to me, like I uh, unfortunately, like I tried to listen to uh, the um, West Idea. West Idea. Of all time, and I thought it was fun for a while, but I hadn't seen Grown Ups two at the time. You started and, listening before you'd seen it. Yeah, what are you doing? I only saw Grown Ups two the other day. That's insane! Like, like, That's insane I, I, behavior. I had no intention of ever watching Grown Ups <laughs> two. Um, uh, and so, like, I was just like, yeah, I'll listen and just like. Uh, and it just, it wasn't really for me, but maybe yeah, now that I've seen it, maybe it would be. But I, I don't okay. think that 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 is that is really for me. Really, it's not the type of thing I'm that interested in. Mm, fine. Like, um, fine. like I think it's a fun idea, and for those who enjoy it, great. But for me, I don't see it. I don't see the point. And 
And uh, yeah, I just I think there there's better ways of spending your time. But hey, I, the different strokes for different folks. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, that's what we stand for on the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you don't want a comedy about Israel versus sometimes Palestine. You don't want sometimes that. you and do. You never do. No, you never do. <laughs> you never sometimes, do. Sometimes. Well, you, you do. might do, but only if it takes so- the side. Of the oppressed, maybe. That would be quite Som- nice. Sometimes you don't want a comedy about incest and oh, yeah. no, child you molestation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And sometimes it's the best movie sometimes ever it's made. it's one of the best films you've ever seen. Um, yeah. No, fair enough. Sometimes you just... Like, where's, where's the cult of funny people, man? It's not as good as this. It is, though. It's, it's much not, better. It's not. It doesn't say anything it's about It's much more interesting. <laughs> this film does. This, um, this film try, tries to squeeze in some weird stuff about the human condition and it really is awkward. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? No, it's really bad. Any <laughs> discussion of loneliness doesn't get resolved. Also, <laughs> we haven't talked about this, the ending of the film. I thought the natural conclusion would the, be, be that he becomes a security guard at her school. Yeah, that does make sense, yes. No, he just sort of like she goes to school, and he's sort of like I'm. I'll just deal with my loneliness, which yeah, like sure, a big boy. whatever. But the film doesn't build to it; doesn't do it right. Doesn't need to. He's it's not good. It's not good. Um, and we're gonna have to watch Jared Two next. Yeah, I'm so. excited. Are you? Uh, yeah. I'm done with this podcast, you? Josh. I you done you. with it? Why did this film ruin should we just, it? Should just can this just be our last episode? No. Why do you want this yeah. to be our last episode? We'll just, we'll just end it here. Why? Thank you all for listening <laughs> these <laughs> past <laughs> few weeks. Um, we're sorry to end it early, but you know, just things have come up. And what's come uh, up? We wish Is it just we, Paul Blart Two. Is it just we Paul Blart Two? Is wrecked you. All the best to our, to our oh, listeners. That's so sad. And, um, uh, Josh, I guess we'll never talk again. I guess so. Wait, why is it? What? In case we wanted to. You haven't even asked me for my LVP. Who's your LVP? It's the Paul Blart fandom. Oh, well. (laughs) It's the Paul Blart fandom because, yes, Jack, I fully agree. But this film is a piece of shit and it doesn't, it, it doesn't deserve any of the attention that it's being paid. It is. Just a... Why did we just have this conversation? <laughs> because otherwise this joke wouldn't work. okay. <laughs> like, this is a piece of shit film. Like, it's terrible. It Like, nothing about it is really funny. Like, all, like I know I've said it in the past, and I feel like it's all built towards this. Like, every film where I bring up my laughs, I say, this is a meta laugh, this is a meta laugh, this is a real laugh, this is a meta laugh. Like, I, I genuinely think that every single one of these laughs in Paul Blart Mall Cut 2 is a meta laugh, because I'm thinking, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking about something that I thought about last time or that I heard on the Poor Blood podcast. Like, I don't know whether I enjoy this film or not. I, I simply cannot tell. But all I know is that I have an enjoyable time while watching it because I think about uh, all the things I was saying about before, like the community, etc. But I shouldn't have to live in a situation where I'm questioning whether I actually enjoy a film or whether I enjoy it because there is a community of people that I'm involved with who also enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? 
honestly, like, I don't mind, in the end, I guess I don't mind that you enjoy it because of that. Because I guess, like, it plays into the same sort of sensation that nostalgia plays into. Mm, the pain um, from an old wound. But I think the difference is that I would never inflict my nostalgia on anyone else. Um, <laughs> no. Not that you inflicted this movie. No, I didn't me, fucking inflict. Like this, like this was a mutual like, decision to watch this film as part of this podcast. I have not like, inflicted um, anything. I just, I, I feel like I wouldn't try and like fight, seek out a community built around the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas Christmas movie. I'll be home for Christmas. But I just because I watched it a lot and I have like happy memories of watching it. But I know it's no, but not that's a good movie. Different. Again, what you're saying is to like. I came to this film only because they started doing that podcast, and I thought I should watch the film ahead of it. The you opposite. Were lost, and then you were found. Yeah, the opposite of what you did with the Grown Ups one, which is just an insane thing to do, in my opinion. Of course. Do you not listen to like movie podcasts where you haven't seen the movie? No, that's why I haven't listened to a, like I've listened to as many episodes of podcasts like it's nineteen ninety nine as I can. Because I listen I only... to quite a lot of podcasts from movies I haven't seen. Really, I just I can't yeah, do it. Especially ones know... I like have no intention of seeing. But like I like oh, yeah, the maybe. I like the the um the sort of the jovial chat of it all. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like oh I'll listen to what like these people have to say. Like I'll read reviews for films I haven't seen. Yeah, but that's different. I yeah, yeah. I'll read a review because a review will be over in two minutes of reading, depending on the length of the review. But I'm not going to invest two hours. If it's something I know I'm going to watch, I'll wait until I watch it. Mm. But if it's something that I'm just like... Like earlier today, I was listening to the Blank Check episode on Four Brothers. And I'm like, I'm never going to watch Four Brothers. But I like D- David and Griffin talking, so yeah, I'll listen to that. That's a fair point. I guess it is contextual. And but I you knew you were going to watch Grown Ups 2. <laughs> I never thought I'd watch Grown Ups 2. Oh, so this is like now, years ago that you watched this? Yeah, it's just like when uh, that podcast like was like first sort of like going around. Right, right. right this is when we were... I, I remember listening. I was at Substance when I was listening. Mm. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> it's a little insight into me. <laughs> That's good stuff. Ah, well... I can't believe I skipped my nap for this. <laughs> you had a great time. I had a good time. Uh-huh. Ah, well, that's good stuff. I enjoyed. So there we are. LVPs and MVPs all done. can't believe that LVP... There were three same MVP and LVPs. <laughs> and one bird. <laughs> it's good. Honestly, Josh, I'm... I'm I'm happy for you that you you have a community mm. that you think you can fit in. So. <laughs> well, it's what it's the message of the film, isn't it, Jack? You know, loneliness. It's about yeah, that. No, it's, and it's like, about trying it's to like, fit you in. Know, it's, it's about like, trying to find know, communities. That's what you all read of us the do. Bible and you find like people who have similar thoughts and like Jesus yeah. and stuff. And like it's you know, I'm glad your Bible is Paul Blart to Morkop. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Listeners, what's your Bible? Is it the Bible? Or is it something else? Like Pop Mob Cop 2. I hope it's that. And we can talk soon. Thank you, neighbour. My my Bible is uh, Too Fat to Fish, the book by Ardy Lang. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs>
That's my uh, Bible. Um, uh, Josh Pappenheim, how Hello. can people find you? Oh, if people want to find me, they can find me at P-A-P-S-B-Y, at P-A-P-S-B-Y, at P-A-P-S-B-Y. P-A-P-S-B-Y. On Twitter, Instagram, etc. That is pronounced Papsby, and it rhymes with... I fucking hate this Wikipedia page. That rhymes with Celebrity. Ooh, Woody Allen movie, dicey choice. Oh, right. Shit, I didn't know. What no, to no, read you've, the title. You've, you've, you've done it now. You've done it now. Uh, it's a celebrity, yes. Um, Jack, if people want to, Jack Gregson, even if people want to follow you and interact with you in a social manner, but not about this film, what can they do? They can follow me at JFG in digital 3D. Yeah. On Booksmart. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Cavern Club, yeah. um, Havo Hotel, Man- Manchego. Manchego is that two words or one? <laughs> That's one word. Manchego dot com. Ah, oh, nice. Sounds a bit cheesy. Um, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at um, Hugo's Friends and Instagram. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Uh, do, do you is that a bit that you dislike? <laughs> yes. the, bit, the bit where I make up social media. It's just they're normally websites. the same every week. Are they? I try and change up every oh, week. Do you? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just sound the same. I think. <laughs> oh no! What it is? You've got a very good rhythm with it. I don't think I do. So they sound <laughs> they sound similar, even though they're not. That's good. I probably have said Friendster twice. I, I like Friendster. I feel like Booksnart has been has come up before. Booksnart has never come up. Is it not? Oh, okay. No. Yeah, Friendster's <laughs> been there a few times. Pearface. Huh? Pearface. Pearface, that's good. I think that's from the Nickelodeon verse. Uh, but, uh, well, oh, were these I'll all see. ones from shows? No. Oh. <laughs> some of them have been... I'm pretty sure Friendster is from something. Friendster's real, isn't it? Or is it? Is it? What is it from? It's from something. Or it's or it's from this podcast. And I've definitely said Bookface. Oh no, Friendster <laughs> is I, real. It's <laughs> a social network based in Mountain View, California, founded by Jonathan Abrams and launched in March 2003. I think that's JJ Abrams. <laughs> Jonathan Abrams. Um. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, so you can find me across all of those. Um, Josh, how can people find the show? Oh, if people want to listening to, if people want to find the show that they're listening to on Twitter and Instagram. It's at True Hat Mad at True Hat Mad. We've got some really good stuff on those social accounts. Whenever we remember to update them, uh, you can also email us. Are you fucking? Are you fucking calling me out? No, I'm not. No, you call me out because I'd put up the "Here Comes the Boom" post pretty late. I'm sorry, Josh. I'm sorry. I've got a fucking life. Mate. I can't revolve everything about fucking fucking Kevin James movies. That you know, wasn't. there's there's uh, that wasn't what like, I was no, 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 no. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to take this shit anymore. <laughs> that wasn't what I was getting at. I was getting at the fact that up until recently, I'd not posted on it whatsoever, and <laughs> I started contributing. That was it. Honestly, That's what honestly, I meant. Can you believe it? Can you believe this guy? Uh, you can email us. Uh, email us. I'm joking, listeners. I'm joking. Truehatmad at gmail.com. Truehatmad at gmail.com. And uh, as always, please, 
if you can, leave us a rating and a review. Five stars is good. Six is better. Seven, eight, nine. If you leave us a review, we'll read it out on the show we and you'll be famous. We will read it on the show. And then 50 people will know. Even if it's a bad review, <laughs> we'll we'll read it out on the show. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. <clears throat> I don't think we've actually read out the two reviews we have on the show, but if there are more, we'll we'll do it. <laughs> uh, we could do that now to show the listeners that we're um we're serious about this. Next topic. week. Next, next week. week. So, come back next week and we'll read the two reviews. And if you're lucky, yours could be that if one. If you've left one. <laughs> it's going to be a big episode. Um all right. Love you, baby. It's all good. Uh, are you talking to me or blah? To you. Okay. <laughs> to you, my baby boy. <laughs> I love you. Blasty lad. I love you. I'm sorry, like, I've diminished your, your, diminished your religion on this I don't episode. think you have, because A, it's not my religion, it's just something I mildly enjoy, and B, it's fine. That's, I, that's I what remember, the first Christians said. I remember what it was like being in your position before I had seen the blots. You know, before... But I've seen the blast. No, I've seen but, you both know, the like blasts. People say they've seen the light, you know? I didn't. I hadn't truly entered the Mall of the Lord until a couple of years ago. and Well, five years ago. So, you know, we're all on our separate journeys. And um, I wish you well. I wish you well, too. <laughs> As always... Go fuck your mother. Um, <laughs> no... Uh, as always, ah, horseshit. Very good. Bye. Bye. Please delete the um, uh, go fuck your mother. No, that's staying in. And uh, as always, it last time I did it. Oh, okay. And as always, not today, death. Not today. You can't